106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Thank you. Uh, so grateful you all came out. I am a little ashamed of you because, as you know, you should be sitting down because COVID does not infect the immune system when you're sitting. So please sit down and take out a cheeseburger and do the right thing. And put a mask on that man. His droplets are huge. But this is a great peaceful protest. So peaceful, so great, so strong. So strong. Or in the words of Joe Biden, where am I? Come on, man. Come on. Take the jab. Do what I want. You know, this thing will never end with Fauci. He wants it to go on forever and ever and ever. First, it was masks don't work. They don't work. Actually, you should wear two masks. Let's make it three. You should wear a mask in the shower so droplets don't go through the drain in your neighbor's toilet infecting them through the anus. When is it going to end, Fauci? When? I'd say maybe one to three to 70 years. We can start thinking about the idea of pondering the possibility of maybe perhaps reopening, but probably not. Guys, uh, comedy is being shadow banned and censored, so go on YouTube, check my stuff out, spread it out, and watch JP. I love you. You guys are the heroes. Thank you. Thank you. Done with COVID. Oh. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago, and you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. Hello there. I am a government bureaucrat uh, from the CDC. <laughs> uh, you are contagious for 10 days. 10. Okay, you're contagious for five days. Or it could be 20 or 15. Five. It's, it's five now. So, yeah, just, it's five. I think they're going to get frustrated if we just... Okay. Okay, like I said, so it's five days. Give or take five. You could, you could give five or take five. Or... We just really need people to fly planes and uh, play football. <laughs> I mean, can we just be honest? Science says ten. Uh, but now we're saying five because we like the sound of five. Five is like it's 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 whole but not whole. Five is a solid number, so we just went with five, right? I mean, that's it's just following the science. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> we are following the science. 
if you just follow the science and what experts say, <laughs> it's hard to say it with a straight face. If you just follow the science and what experts say, like me, I'm an expert I'm wearing a lab coat. Well, it looks like a lab coat. People think it is. So. It actually needs to be dry cleaned. It's, it's very wrinkly. Can I actually get a lab coat? I mean, this would be more convincing if I had a real lab coat on. <sighs> you guys. Okay, all of this to say it's five days now. Until it's not. <laughs> attention. And I mean attention. This video includes sensitive issues that might just hurt your feelings. <laughs> if you have a history of being triggered or if you're easily offended by reality, I suggest you press pause, shut your cell phone off, smash it with a hammer, and throw it in the deepest ocean because you're not strong enough to listen to what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you will ruin your day. It will make you angry, scared, sad, and confused. But if you're smart, you already know what's coming. <laughs> You've done your research. You didn't get sucked into the lies. You've made your own determinations on what is true and what is fake. You've refused to become hypnotized. You've decided not to be brainwashed. You have chosen to form your own opinions instead of being forced to feel and think a certain way. You refuse to be a follower. You have made it your daily goal to be a leader. You have made the choice to step outside the box of corruption and see this for what it really is. <laughs> Those of you with common sense have already figured it out. <laughs> Those of you who think for yourselves already know. You've done your homework. You know what I'm about to say. Good for you. <laughs> you should be proud yourself for not allowing them to control your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas, your common sense. <laughs> You're smarter than them and it shows. You won't allow the corruption to enter your mind because you can think for yourself. You studied. You didn't take the advice of a stranger. You didn't wait for instructions. You use your own mind to determine what was best for you and your family. You didn't allow them to fool you. You didn't follow the crowd. You followed your heart. You followed your instinct. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> you did it. You showed them you don't need to wait for instructions from a stranger to live your life. If only everyone could think like you. Good evening, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to episode 148 of No Hostages Radio, and I'm appreciative that you're here tonight. Uh, at least it's my night, and uh, this is a couple days ahead of when it, this uh, show will show up on uh, the 29th of January, uh, 2022, but it... Uh, takes a little time for my friend Tanner Martis down in Conroe, Texas to clean it up and uh, dial it in and fix what I what I ruined and uh, just make it sound really as, as best as it can, okay? When I walked into my little studio, I have a studio in my house, I just felt <clears throat> a lot of love tonight about for the people that uh, helped me set this up. Tanner was uh, key to that, Tanner Martis. 
when uh, I went off to live radio many years ago. And uh, so he helped set it up for me, and uh, I couldn't have done it without him. And then this little room I have, I was upstairs, and it was too hot up there because I don't have too much air conditioning here. And we're in California, Northern California, the left coast. And it was really hot up there, and so I thought, oh, I better move it to the coolest corner of the house. But it was all full of junk. Well, it was, it was just stuff I used for other projects I work on. So so uh, a lady named Karina Paez-Smith, who was a recent immigrant to the United States, and, and she lived around the corner, she came over and cleaned the whole thing out and uh, had some guys paint it. And then uh, Nellie uh, Garcia, who runs North Valley Paralegal, bought me some shelving to better organize everything. And then Dave Greenitz with the Greenitz Construction came in and put me in a fan cause to make it to keep the computer systems cool. Uh, so anyway, when I walked into, I don't know why I felt that, but I just felt, you know, sort of a sense of history of all the people that, uh, cared enough about helping, uh, to make this uh, little, little corner of my house, uh, a little studio like, so thank you to everyone. And, um, uh, just want to give you a few details so we can get started here. You can reach me if you want to communicate with me two ways. One is a text on my phone. And you can use 530-713-1838. That's 530-713-1838. Another way is to uh, use our website email, which is lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. And uh, you can also uh, listen to us. Uh, the podcast comes up every Saturday morning, new but we also do a live show out here on the left coast in uh, Marysville. We broadcast out of in Yuba County. Uh, it's called uh, Live with Lou on the, the station is KMYC 1410 AM. That doesn't go out very far if you're listening very far away. But it's, uh, it's live on a website called live365.com. That's L-I-V-E numbers 365.com. Just go there and click on radio and then put in K-M-Y-C. And it should be playing live there, whatever, whoever's speaking at that time of the day. So I'm from 10 to 1, uh, our show uh, on Saturday morning, every Saturday morning. Let's see. Uh, I think that has it. Uh, okay. So I want to mention uh, a couple things. I try to do some announcements at the beginning here so we can, uh, in case you don't hang with me through the whole thing, I get some really important stuff uh, done. So I want to mention, uh, for those that are living around this area, um, Church of Glad Tidings created some really great legal no trespassing signs because of the pressure out here in California of the uh, them forcing the jab uh, or leaning into you on staying in your home. And so we have these no trespassing signs that are 18 inch by 24 inch. They actually are built of a, kind of a plastic material shaped like cardboard but but it's plastic it will it will uh it could be outside and it has a stand with it but if i have mine in my window inside just leaning up against the glass and uh it's 18 by 24 and it just says to the world uh you know all, all the only people allowed in here is the ones i tell allowed in here and uh, even my the guy who helps me with my yard quit coming because he thought he couldn't trespass and uh so uh but it does say to the government 
uh, you're not allowed here unless you do it properly. In other words, bring a warrant. Uh, don't just come here knocking on my door, wanting to jam a jab in my arm or give me trouble about a kid or something if I had a kid. So if you want one of those, uh, they're available free to you. I can just, if you're local Yuba Sutter or in the surrounding counties, you want some. I have some. I have as many as you probably need. And you just let me know, and I'll put them out on the front porch here. And you just send me a text, and we'll turn. They're white with black writing, and there's nothing uh, controversial on it. It's just some uh, legal codes uh, to get people's attention that uh, you mean business. Very simple and uh, legal. So um, also wanted to, uh, again, those are free of charge. Also wanted to mention, uh, I just ran, you know, Peggy Hall with no hostages, or sorry, with uh, uh, thehealthyamerican.org, thehealthyamerican.org, Peggy Hall. She has done such an um, amazing job since this whole COVID thing started. She's a master researcher. Her husband and her do a great job together as a team. And we met them through the COVID disaster. And she has put together this website and is helping people understand what the laws are about employment, about masks, about your rights, about for businesses to stay open, all kinds of things. She's not an attorney, but she's an amazing researcher, and she's been a consulting, a consultant to attorneys. She has 50 or 60 major corporations like Southwest Air, big corporations that have uh, she's been counseling their employees on their violation of their uh, the employee rights, uh, the corporations. And uh, so I highly recommend subscribing to her email, uh, which is free. And then she also has uh, very low-cost training. And by the way, if you have been ripped off by your employer, please don't let them get away with it. Even if you now are out of work, sue them. Please sue them. And they, Peggy Hall will help you get to an attorney that can take your case. Don't bother with local attorneys. They're a waste of time and they're, they're a biased. So, uh, but we need employment attorneys. And they, there will be, there'll be thousands of lawsuits over what's happened the last two years. So those of you who have left your work, the other day I saw where Yuba City Unified School District is advertising, they had 50 empty classrooms. Uh, in other words, teachers were absent. All kinds of uh, businesses, hospitals, uh, all kinds of businesses that insisted on the mandate uh, have lost employees. And uh, so... Uh, Peggy Hall can help you if you have lost your job or you walked out, uh, uh, you went, they put you out on unpaid leave, unpaid leave. That's being fired. That's a kind way of saying, you know, trying to avoid a lawsuit getting fired. So please use Peggy Hall. Some of her videos cost 20 bucks, you know, her training sessions, a couple hours of training. I'm telling you, you blow that on a couple lattes in two days. Uh, you need the training, and um, and they will handhold you into to get to the attorneys that can fight the case for you. Now she found out that Kaiser or Kaiser Permanente, they're the largest. Uh, she said they're the largest nonprofit in California. I, I can't remember how many hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue they bring in every year. They're a nonprofit, right? They pay no taxes. The CEO of their nonprofit. She was looking at some websites about Kaiser because they have been one of the most egregious, hateful uh, medical corporations uh, pounding on their uh, Kaiser family of nurses and techs 
and all the other medical people, and a lot of them have have bailed out of Kaiser. And uh, so she's been helping them go back and sue Kaiser. But in looking at some of the data on Kaiser, she found that the the CEO who happened to die in 2019, I believe, during 2019, but the year prior to his death, he was making $16 million, $16 million. And they were they were firing all these employees that had kids and uh, working their butts off during COVID. And once the vaccine came out, they they said, you know, get vaxxed or, or get out. And uh, the this is what we got. We're facing all over government in big nonprofits that are basically bought out by government. Are the same, they they're ripping the people off. We have no competition in medical, so they get away with murder, colluding with the government. So. Uh, please, uh, you, she's got some, uh, by the way, when, once she, prom, uh, told, did a video on Kaiser Permanente, they took all their pay, all their pay that was posted on some websites. They scrubbed all their pay that was posted there off. And so now they're just next to all these people, uh, their people's names, they're the employees, but then when it says their pay, it says zero all because of Peggy. Peggy Hall. It's happened over and over again. OSHA has scrubbed their site. CDC had changed their site. Every time she publicizes the the lies and and the codes that they're violating in in the case of OSHA. Anytime she publicizes this is the code, this is her own code they're violating, they take it off their site. When she posts the CDC figures and proves them wrong, they take the site down. They remove it, scrub it. This shows the fraud and the evil that just flat out evil uh, that that are that's going on. Now uh, I want you to to look, please. If you're a Californian, this is a huge. Uh, um, what do they call it? A measure or initiative that uh, good folks are trying to put together. It's, it's the California school choice choice dot org. Again, California school choice dot org. One word: California school choice, and they're putting. Uh, they want to put something on the ballot called the Education Freedom Act. They need about a million good signatures. And you can go on their uh, website, and uh, I'm going to try to do it right now while I'm talking to you. You can go on their website, and uh, you can sign up on their website, sign the petition, or you can download petitions. Uh, oh, let me just Let me just type this in here. You can download their petition. Well, now I'm having problems here all of a sudden. Oh, here it is. And you can get your friends to sign it. Listen, we need to all work together. Now, this is really worth it. Now, whether or not you have kids in the public system or not, if you have kids in the private system, they're going to benefit by this. And, uh, there is a, a $14,000 that if this passes, you will have $14,000 per child that you can take and use wherever you want to with an accredited school in California or wherever uh, to send your kid to school. So if you're paying to go to a private school or you're paying to uh, homeschool him, paying for the curriculum, all that kind of stuff, you will get reimbursed or get money for that. Now that you just don't get a big check. They will actually, as you prove that you're in an accredited school and show them what you're paying, they will pay that for you. Now, it, the, the, 
the uh, it's a good website, California School Choice. It's called a California School Choice Initiative is the name of the site. But the the address is CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And when you go to it, um, it says every child deserves a choice of the school they attend, the education they receive. We mean everyone. And that is only possible with the Freedom edu- ed- uh, the Educational Freedom Act. Now, again, uh, they're going to get 14000 provided by the state of California at a school of their choice, no matter how much money they make. So you can be a bazillionaire. And it doesn't make any difference. Just because you're a bazillionaire doesn't mean you should pay for your own. You're already paying taxes and you're paying for the, the public schools. The money you are paying, the a lumps, a huge amount of your taxes are going into the public schools. They call them public schools. That's a misnomer. They're actually government schools or propaganda schools. So just just even if you like your teachers, you should take it, take your kids out because they're not being taught accurate information so anyway you go you scroll down it says get the petition yes i want to sign send me a petition for our family to complete then it asks for your name address email da, 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 da. anyway they send you and they show you how to fill out the petition because it has to be filled out exactly correct and it's very good there's a tutorial here and they will send you the petitions and they they highlight how to fill it out and how you get your friends fill it out and then you you send it in to them now listen we're the underdogs here. The unions will come up with 10, 15, 20, 30 million dollars because they are cashing in on the ripoff here, the education ripoff. Some of these small school districts like Yuba City Unified, Marysville Unified got 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 million dollars for COVID and they never even did any teaching. It was a total ripoff. So uh, please go there uh, and you can. Uh, you can get organized and get signed up or get petitions and sign up your friends. Even if you go to church, take them to church. Your pastors are probably too weak need to help you. So just take them to church on a little clipboard in your bag and talk to your friends. And particularly if you're in private school, listen, uh, if it's an accredited private school, I'm not against non-accreditation on private schools. I'm not, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm for good education. However it comes, but I think you need to be accredited for this money to come to you. But even if you're not going to do that, support the fun, support the folks and give them freedom. You know, even I, I don't have any kids in school. I'm going to sign this because I want people to be free and get the money back that they're paying for a horrible education. Their kids are being taught pornography. Their bad science are talking about they came from an ape, for goodness sakes, that climate change, that they're saying, oh, yeah, first it's global warming, and then say, oh, no, do you notice how the climate changes from summer to fall to winter to spring? Oh, that's bad, and we're causing that. You are causing that as a 10-year-old kid. I mean, it's crazy what's being taught. So uh, I've had friends that are pulled their kids out of public education. They've had all kinds of problems. And when they get to private school, they said, this is so wonderful. The pressure's off. The kids are learning. I don't have to be afraid that they're going to get pornography or being shown how to install a condom or all that kind of crazy stuff. Okay, so CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. I'm sure anybody that wants to, if you care about California, you want to donate to it. Maybe you think it's a lost cause. I personally think that the school system is dead. It's dead, and it needs a good burial. That's what it needs. But I'm going to support this and vote and vote for it and try to get the petitions out. And uh, the Freedom Co. group, you can go on their website, freedomco.net. They're going to be getting them out as well. 
And we're just going to do what we can because there's always going to be people left in the government schools and they're valuable folks. And uh, but I, I don't have any hope to reform the school system in my lifetime or in the next lifetime. So my bet is to get your kids out of school. By the way, I didn't get any information. There's, I've been giving you information on schools that are available. The Epic School out at the Church of Glad Tidings is available. There's a STEM school that's being taught about it's all STEM. That means uh, technology, science, math, all that kind of stuff. And um, you can that's out at the out, right out at the airport at Sutter County Airport. So I was just talking to a friend of mine who was talking to one of the bosses out there. They said, we got room out here. So there's room in these private schools yet. So if you want to make a move, uh, check out STEM, check out the school at North Beale Road, North uh, uh, what they call it, Bible Baptist on North Beale Road. It's a, I heard it's a good school. They've they've got that built new buildings, high tech, all that kind of stuff. So you can call Church of Glad Tidings as well for Epic E P E C, and you can call it five three zero six seven one thirty one sixty. They will help you out there. That they call Tuesday through Friday, and uh, or you can go on their website and just look for Epic and uh, under Ministries and just click and. All kinds of explanation about what the school's all about, how it operates, what the costs are, when it happens, the time to start, time to end, all that kind of thing. So let's get it on. Let's do. Listen, we only have our kids once. You only have the have them for the fourth grade once. You only have them for the fifth grade once. Don't don't just put up with garbage in your school. That's what we have in Yuba Sutter counties. We do not have public schools that are righteous schools. Uh, they're being forced. They're being paid huge amounts of money to compromise uh, their morality, uh, compromise uh, their patriotism. Listen, people, uh, this is serious businesses. There is no, uh, once your kid's screwed up in the head, uh, it's going to take a brick a brick somewhere in life to knock, him, knock some sense into them. You're not going to be able to say, oh, our bad are bad we should we should have sent you to a private school right so uh anyway uh let's check that out let's get it on and let me get back over here we just we're down under a minute we if you're new to us we have uh six segments this is the first one that we burn through and it'll be 20 minute segments and we have some good clips between each segment i just don't use it as filler every clip i i i really debate on, on how which clips to go in so i'm going to talk when i come back about some of the the assaults on our businesses and your businesses and in california and i'm going to talk again about apple bistro and uh what's going on up in el dorado county above sacramento in the in the beautiful sierra nevada foothills along highway 50 and elder el dorado county has some really nazi supervisors up there and we want to talk about it we'll be right back uh in a couple minutes, you can enjoy the clips. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. It was a heartbreaking video to watch. 18-year-old Alexis Avila callously tossed her newborn baby boy in a black trash bag into a dumpster behind a store in New Mexico. Her actions went unnoticed until others heard the baby crying. A store security camera caught the crime. 
Rescuers pulled the infant from the trash, rushed him to the hospital, and he survived. Alexis confessed and was charged with attempted murder and child abuse. All 50 states have safe haven laws allowing a mother to surrender her newborn, no questions asked. But in New Mexico, a woman can get an abortion for any reason throughout pregnancy. So we shouldn't be surprised when mothers treat their infants like garbage, when unborn babies can be legally treated like human trash. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. When you see medical tyranny, do you really know what's going on? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Science has proven neither lockdowns nor masks nor jabs prevented the China virus from spreading. So what was it all for? First, the new communist politicians and bureaucrats want you to obey what they say as if their very words were law. Second, they want to mark you with a symbol of submission, whether it's a mask or vaccine passport. Third, they want to disable and eliminate opposition. Fourth, in their false search for significance, they lust to domineer over you. Now you know why there's unnecessary, unscientific medical tyranny. Your domestic enemies want to usher in a new world order to destroy and redefine life and liberty as we know it. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. It's a kind of exciting good news, bad news day. The bad news is that Ursula von der Leyen has just come out in the EU, the video's on my Instagram, and said they're going to start a digital passport system, not just for the vaccine, but for your whole life. It's phase one of a social credit system like they have in China, where as an individual, you will be judged and accorded points or deducted them depending on your behavior. And good behavior is doing what the state says you're going to do. The good news is that it's causing even the blind to wonder what's going on. So there's some people on Twitter who have had the vaccine, had the booster, and they're even going on Twitter and saying, I'm now wondering what this is all about. Is this a precursor to a social credit system? Duh, but finally they're starting to wake up. That's really, really good news. And then something far, far weirder. I've also posted um, a video of a bullet train and the announcer says, if you don't pick up your litter or you smoke in the bathrooms, you will have points deducted from your social credit system. You will be penalized. And a lot of people are saying, well, that sounds jolly reasonable. Katie, I don't know why you anti-vaxxer, you conspiracy theorist, why you get your knickers in such a twist about that. That's just good behavior. And I ask you, those people who think a social credit system would reward good behavior, what happens when the behavior that the state wants isn't something you want? So what if it's hand over your car? That's coming in the UK. We won't own cars within five years. Hand over your cars if you want your social credit system not to be penalized. Hand over your property or we will deduct your social credit points. Hand over your wealth or we will deduct what happens when the behavior the state wants isn't what you want? Will you be so happy for this system then? But I'm gonna end on the good news note, which is that more and more people are pricking their ears up. 
the freedom festivals all over the UK and the world were magnificent. And finally, people are starting to see that the only way we're going to stop a social credit system in Western Europe is by taking to the streets. So, as ever, I remain endlessly optimistic and positive for our side. And if you were on the other side before, come join us. We welcome one, we welcome all, and ours is simply the side that wants the very best for each other. And that can never be wrong. So I was talking last week about um, the Apple Bistro, and I, I had heard from my friend uh, Sammy Mendoza that the Apple Bistro was going to go to court last Friday. I don't know how it turned out, but on Saturday they were encouraging people to stop in there and do some shopping. Now, what happened is in, throughout California and maybe in wherever you are in the world— uh, they they said to businesses you have certain businesses you have to close because you're non-essential. So some business most businesses followed suit and they they believed the lie, which you know they they were they were good people that that said hey government's asking to do this well we're going to hang in there remember us for two weeks, and then many of them stayed closed almost continually for a year to two years. So some of them did not, and, and they got away with it. In other words, the government didn't come in and put the kibosh on even restaurants locally here in, uh, in Yuba Sutter area. A couple of restaurants stayed open, and they're licensed, right, by the state. And uh, even barbershops and, and uh, salons stayed open. They're licensed by the state, and, and there's been some tension and some assaults against these businesses. So this Apple Bistro, along with a couple other restaurants, one was Danette's Brick Oven Pub, uh, there was lawsuits brought against them because what happened was when they, they wouldn't close, they, uh, they canceled their health permit. So in California, I don't know how it is in your area, they every year uh, you have a walkthrough by the local health department, which is a fiasco, and they come through and they they look at your facility and how you're operating and they have certain rules of operation, et cetera, cleanliness. And uh, they uh, they write you an approval or disapproval, right? Or they give you corrective notice. So <clears throat> I think that's baloney. I don't think we need to be licensed in, in most every uh, licensed system uh, in California. By the way, if you look up the whole th- the whole concept of licensing businesses, you'll notice that every state is very, very different. Some states hardly license any occupations. In this state, California, as you would expect, over licenses, they have the most occupations under their license, under their regulation. And so the government really runs your business, except you take all the risk and pay all the expenses. And so uh, one of those is restaurants. Now, I've eaten all over the world. I've eaten in all kinds of situations, and I always look. I have certain ways that I pick a restaurant in foreign countries, 
And uh, I have been sick. Uh, you know, a lot of times we get sick in America, right? You think, oh, I got the flu. A lot of times you got food poisoning is what you got, right? And 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 you ate in a licensed restaurant. You know, I remember when the uh, uh, the Elks Club had a big fundraiser here many many years ago, and they had a seafood. They had an annual seafood uh, feed, and uh, for for some reason the seafood tasted all right, but it had some kind of bug in it, like E. coli or something, and it. They had a few people die over that. Some people went blind, and uh, it was a gnarly deal. Uh, they were licensed. Their kitchen was checked, and all that kind. Of, and they still got sick. Licensing does not uh, is no guarantee for good food or good health. So, uh, so anyway, they canceled the bistro and Danette brick oven licenses, and they continued to operate. So now. Uh, um, so I, I encourage people to go up to Apple Bistro. They're open seven days a week from five to five. And it's, I heard it's, they got a good food and a million dollar view, but the, the government, the Nazis, they have now canceled, you know, you know, the government could just come in and take all the money out of your, out of your bank account. If they go to your local bank, uh, all they can do, all they, they have to do, they don't have to take you to court first or anything. They can just take your money. And then they, then you have to go in and prove <coughs> that they took it unlawfully, right? You're guilty until proven innocent. That's the same thing they did to Apple Bistro. Did you know, oh, by the way, did you know that the My Pillow guy, I think he operates out of Wisconsin or Minnesota or something like that, right? Their banker called him up. In fact, I listened to the call. It was recorded. And they said, we don't want your business anymore. And and they canceled his accounts. Now, he got his money out, but but they said, we, we will not take care of your money. Now, you, you've heard of PayPal and all these pay systems that have uh, that if you're a conservative, they've just canceled you. And they uh, in fact, I just saw somebody else where they froze their assets. In fact, I may have an article about it. And they froze their monetary assets and then they had to prove to prove something to get get them back listen people that is that's communism right there so what they did to apple bistro from what my a few uh, i don't know how many people went up from this area yuba sutter area or from wherever they heard this the story about apple bistro last week a few went up on saturday in fact a local couple here that listened to the show went up and and they said lou they got a they don't have enough help there uh and it's got some good food and a million dollar view, uh, but they they could only take cash because the uh, the government shut down their uh, their ability to do a credit card. Isn't that amazing? If it, listen, people, if that doesn't get your attention, now I've been in Vietnam where I've been sitting where I used to drink coffee uh, a couple times a day at this little coffee vendor on the corner, the wonderful lady, I couldn't speak her language, but, but we communicated and I always spent money there because she was a poor woman, a good woman, but poor. And, uh, so, uh, one day the police came up and, um, and they sat down, the police sat down and I watched, I was watching them out of the corner of my eye and uh, pretty soon she went over and she just gave him a handful of money and then they went away. And, uh, that's what's going on here. We have, it's mafia type government. And uh, when the government can come in and take away your license and then take away your money, your ability to take money, uh, that is criminal. Now, listen, 
you think, well, you know, maybe they just should give in and get a license. They would have gone broke. Many restaurants are operating on such a thin profit line that they can't afford to close down and play this COVID game uh, for a couple of years. Like these government people that are making 100, 200, 300, 400, 500,000. Uh, I just saw where a guy working for the state of California is making over a million dollars a year making investments for them. Uh, and, but they'll shut down these little, uh, these little restaurants because they won't, they, they, once they do, they take their license away. Like they did with Randy Mitchell at the barbershop. They take their license away. Then they say, well, you can't operate without a license. Listen, the constitution says we can operate period. It does not say anything about, you got to go get a license. And, uh, so anyway, um, go up to Apple Bistro. If you want to help them. You want to send a contribution up there. Uh, I'm sure she has a bank account, and you could send a check. Uh, they are at 2740 Highway 50, Placerville, California. 2740 Highway 50, Placerville, California, 95667. Maybe you can send them a card saying we're praying for you or we're standing with you or, or don't give up the fight, right? So, uh it was El Dorado County filed a complaint on November 8th against, this is this last year, uh, against two Placerville restaurants, uh, the Bistro. And, and, and anyway, these guys are dogs. These supervisors are probably making $120,000, $130,000, $140,000, dollars a year up in El Dorado County. And, and then they probably got another job as well and getting paid two. That's the same as around here. They get, they're working on two jobs and they're shutting down businesses and over a business license, a difference of opinion on COVID, they're going to take away their, uh, let me ask you this. How many people you think died because of no business license at the, uh, at the Apple Bistro? Now, let me ask you this. How many th- people you think died because of the shutdown because of COVID? from overdoses, from not being able to go in and get their cancer treatments, not being able to go to the doctor, from malpractice at the hospitals, giving them uh, remdesivir. How many think uh, died from suicide because they couldn't go to school or they, they were just locked up mentally, mentally fragile people? They had to stay in their homes all the time. Do you think the supervisors killed more people than Apple Bistro? I'll guarantee you if we held... The supervisor of El Dorado County accountable for the deaths in their county, we should hang all five of them. Hang all five of them and take all their money, all their assets. That's what they did during the Nuremberg trials. Nobody suffered, no, no people in El Dorado County or anybody else passing through suffered because the bistro stayed open and didn't have a, a health permit or business license, either one, maybe. Listen, people, as Franklin said, Ben Franklin, we'll either hang together or we'll hang apart. I'm telling you, we need to stand together. And so I, I am calm. My dad, my whole life operated a small business, a butcher shop, and he was flooded out once by the 1955 flood, lost everything he had. He was and his business caught on fire because it was inside a, a, a bigger grocery store uh, in 1950. Uh, uh, 51, I think it was. In 1951, he lost everything from a fire, and then he rebuilt again. In 1955, he lost everything from a flood. I know what the suffering is of an independent business owner, and I am not sympathetic to government anyway. I am not sympathetic, and they they 
they cannot prove that a business license or a health permit improves the quality of the product or a contractor's license improves the product, guarantees a good job on your deal. It's baloney. It's, it's, a, it's a fraud. It's a hustle by the government to take more money out of your pocket. Just because you, you to go around and have a contractor's license number on the side of your truck, it does not make you a good carpenter. And uh, I, I never look I never look for licenses uh, to go in and, and get get stuff done. Do I look and see where a person graduated if I want to get surgery? I ne- I don't look at their license. I look I, I look up and see how, how they do it in, in college. Uh, what kind of surgery certificates do they have right where they went to school where they got trained uh or they top and top in their surgery class whatever whatever right do your homework the same way if you want to if when i talk about green it's construction and about the best bathroom and kitchen remodels i never talk about whether he has a license or not i don't care whether he has a license i'm, I'm telling you what kind of quality builder he is that's what we should be looking at okay so i'm gonna leave them and uh i feel bad for them but I'm, I'm going to stand behind every one of these people that have been beat down. They're the heroes of America. The supervisors are not your heroes. They're not your patriots. More often than not, they're your Nazis, the city council. They are weak need. They, they compromise because they're bought off just the, the same way that Congress is. I saw, I saw this meme, this, uh, this athlete. I, th- I, don't know, I can't remember if it was baseball, football, whatever. He said, I think it's I think it's good that we that as athletes we can't bet or gamble on our own games. Do you think that's a good idea? That we can't gamble on our own competitions. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's probably a good idea cuz somebody's liable to throw the game, right? He says similarly, I don't think our congress people should be able to invest in stocks in the companies that they make rules over or deduct rules from, like the pharmaceutical companies. They should not be able to buy stocks, buy and sell stocks in pharmaceutical companies. Doesn't that make sense? It's the same thing. It's like doing a price. It's like they make a decision behind closed doors to do something, and they know stocks are going to go up or stocks are going to go down when they make the announcement, so they sell off or they buy. That's the same thing as fixing a game going out and intentionally dropping a pass at a critical moment to throw a game and and you got $50,000 on the winner or the spread. Think about it, people. We're letting the, the people that govern us strafe and rip us off and walk away with all the money. And, and if you look at what this COVID did for the bazillionaires of the world, there was like a massive trillion-dollar transfer of wealth for people like Jeff Bezos and those people get a clue. People were being ripped off by the very people we elected to protect us, to defend the constitution and to protect us, our safety, right? We're getting ripped off and then we're letting them turn around and terrorize precious people like this woman that runs the, uh, the store up there. Uh, I think her name's Wardlow, uh, uh, Jeanette Wardlow, I think W A R D L O W. So if you want to take your honey out, I heard, I, I gave a pitch for it and a lady said, I got my husband to drive me up there and uh, we had a good time. It was beautiful and it was a good, it was a good pitch. So go up there and buy some food. Uh, 
and and try to encourage that lady and tell them to hang in there. Don't quit. It makes me sick. It just makes me sick of all the businesses that were forced out. And you watch a super go to a supervisor's meeting. There's no sweat up there. There's no wrinkles on their forehead. They're like back slapping. Oh, yeah, you're funny. Oh, yeah. Do you go to that party? Oh, yeah, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, they, they just raked in the money while they shut your business down over there in Sutter County and Yuba County. Right. Wear those masks. Get those masks on. You know, we had a, a guy, this uh, that Steve Smith that runs Sutter County. He's actually using our tax dollars to write people in our church letters, the administrators, to beg us to put on masks. If that guy isn't the stupidest guy in Sutter County wearing a Kotex on his nose and mouth, claiming that thing stops some virus from going through. I did. I would fire the guy. I would. I would. If I was a supervisor, I would fire him just for that. I would. I would end his contract and pay him off and tell him to go work at Walmart as a greeter. What a stupid, ignorant. Just all he is is a Nazi follower. He can't even do his own research and figure out that the sign. You're going to get sick wearing a mask. I, I had the, I, I was taking this guy to uh, the hospital to get an x-ray at Adventist Hospital over here. I hadn't been in there for a long time. And, and so to go in, I, I had, he has a, he's missing part of his leg. He's living behind a dumpster. So we went over there. He, the doctor said, hey, Lou, take him over there. He needs to get an x-ray on that. We may have to cut part of his leg off again to clean it up more. And when I went over there, I spent a few hours over there. They were very nice. They're the people that work there. They're not, have nice employees. Uh, so we had to wear a mask to go in. And I sat there for a couple hours uh, waiting to get through the process and get him x-rayed and leave. And it was the strangest experience. I felt like I was on LSD. I used to take LSD. In fact, I've th- thought recently about it. I'd, I'd like to try it again at my age, which is almost 100. Uh, to see what it'd be like today versus when I was a youngster, teenager. So anyway, I thought, I feel like I'm on LSD. These people walking around with their case face covered with diapers. I, I, I said, this is unbelievable. And everybody was complying, 100%. There was nobody fighting over it. It just, everybody. And I totally wasted time, totally proven 100% loser idea. Social distancing, loser idea. Washing your hands, loser idea. The, the COVID vaccine is uh, the COVID, uh, the COVID uh, virus. If it's anywhere, once it's out, it's out in the air, right? Somebody was joking. Well, if you sit down and you then you can pull your mask down because it won't attack you when you're sitting. That's why you can eat at a restaurant and not get it. But it's in like Peter McCullough said, it's in the air wherever you go viruses and and you breathe them in and you breathe them out right and so it's in your nose it's not on your hands it's not like you wiped your butt and didn't didn't wash your hands right and you passed your 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 leavings onto somebody else it's not on your butt it's not on your hands washing your hands and washing all the 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 amazon.com boxes coming into your house or spraying them with antiseptic it's just stupid crazy mentally ill behavior and we got a guy in yuba city at sutter county steve smith that that perpetuates one lie after another and we pay him 300 grand to do it it's the most insane thing i've ever seen 
most insane thing. And we have these people perpetuate. They just, it's superstitions. They're just complete superstitions. It's it just like believing. Uh, anyway, I, I can't, I'm, I'm losing it on the guy. I'm getting, I'm digging me a ditch here on this guy. And uh, it's just the entire what's happened to us is, is sad, tragic, hilarious, stupid. It's just sad that most people went along with it. Most people went along with it. Uh, all right. Oh, by the way, uh, oh, I'm going to run out of time. The, the Yuba Sutter Arts Council is starting to have a lot of events, which I think is fine and good. And for people that like to attend those, they are they are one of the worst perpetrators of the lie of forcing people to be vaxxed. They take government money and then turn around and won't let the public that paid the government money. The government has no money on their own. So they won't let you in unless you're vaxxed or a substitute is you have to go run, run down and get a needless uh, PCR test. That's a clean test, which is a lie in the last 72 hours. And then you have to wear a mask that they, that only they approve. Now, if that isn't the stupidest thing and you know something, all 10 of our supervisors in the two counties and all 10 of our city councils in the, in the two counties, Marysville and Yuba city all support that all support it and give our money away. They forcefully take our money. That's robbery by gun. In other words, you don't pay your taxes. They will, they will shut your business down or they'll take your, they'll take, uh, put a lien on your house or something and they forcefully take it. And then they turn around and give it to a crazy operation like the Yuba Sutter arts council. It's, it's just unbelievable. We'll be right back. Since you were looking for your friend The one you let hit it and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to bend your mans You act like you ain't him They give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gonna pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy I'm Tamika Hamilton and I love California And I love our agriculture community and driving these country roads that pave the way to opportunity. I'm a proud mother and veteran who comes from a family of patriots who have dedicated their lives to public service. I'm running for Congress to make sure our communities still have access to the American dream. While politicians continue to play games with our water supply, our farmers continue to face growing challenges here in our district. Our representatives should put the needs of our residents first. Families, small business owners, and every resident should have the basic assurance that they're being heard, fairly represented, and treated with dignity. I'm Tamika Hamilton, and I want to continue my service to this nation as your representative in Congress. Paid for by Tamika Hamilton for Congress. Gary Walker, I am co-founder of Airline Employees with Health Freedom. I'm a captain for United Airlines. All right, and can you tell us what you're doing here today? Right, we are standing up against the mandates. Our 2,000 employees have taken a stand against our employer for their Title VII rights under the ADA and for their faith. So we are here today to express that while we believe our employer has the right to have a mandate, they are obligated under Title VII to give us reasonable accommodations. And right now we're fighting in the Fifth Circuit Court in New Orleans to wait a judgment to see if, if we will succeed in a preliminary injunction or if we will continue on the unreasonable accommodation of indefinite unpaid leave. Can you tell us a little bit about how the mandates have affected you? 
Me personally, I am out on unpaid leave. I am prohibited from getting another job. I'm prohibited from accessing my 401k. I have no medical benefits and I'm leading the charge in this fight. So my days are consumed. All right. And we've been asking a lot of people today. We keep hearing that this march is being portrayed as anti-vaccine rather than anti-mandate. What do you think about that? I think that's a complete falsity. We are not anti-vaccine. We are pro-choice. In fact, I will go so far as to tell you that my mother got the vaccine. It was the right choice for her health. Um, on the flip side of the coin, I'm here because I have a 16-year-old, and I don't want to look back in 10 years when he says, Mom, you had a chance to protect my liberty and my freedom, and you didn't do it. So we're here fighting for the rights of everyone to make the choices that are best for their health and their faith. Awesome. And President Joe Biden's in the White House right over there. If you could tell him anything about this mandate and what's going on in your battle, what would you say? I would say it doesn't matter what party you're with. You need to stand up for what the Constitution says, our liberty and our rights. Our founding fathers left England because they wanted to be able to pray to the God of their choice. Our laws come from our, our God, not from man. And it is time that you stand up and restore the Constitution to the United States. Dr. McCullough, thanks for coming on today. One of my questions would just be around uh, FDA approval. I know you've mentioned previously that these vaccines were not FDA approved and there's been some things in the news, specifically even up to the White House, where they said these vaccines were FDA approved. Can you just talk a little bit about uh, the confusion there? On August 23rd, uh, Pfizer met in a closed meeting with the FDA. There was no advisory panel, no external experts there to, to watch or take minutes or present. Uh, but what came out of that meeting was uh, a continuation of the emergency use authorization to Pfizer. So Pfizer was not approved by the FDA. Uh, and then there was a biological licensing agreement assigned to BioNTech, a German partner for their vaccine. Uh, but that uh, uh, application must have a commitment to post-marketing studies, many post-marketing studies about myocardial injury after the vaccines, heart injury, myocarditis, special language about safety and pregnancy. And so if BioNTech wants to move forward with a product, if the German company wants to enter the US market, they have to do all that and commit to that. They have to write a package insert, and then BioNTech would have to you know, produce a product and distribute it in the United States. That hasn't happened. So Pfizer is still under the emergency use authorization. Americans know Pfizer is not approved because the consent form didn't change. And insurance companies don't have to approve it. Insurance companies are not paying for it. It's still the same old Pfizer and the consent forms simply say that we don't know if this is going to work and we don't know if it's safe. The consent forms are asking Americans to participate in research and that's what the emergency use authorization is. So there was a false talking point that came out of that meeting and went all the way up to the president of the United States who said that Pfizer was approved when it was not. And you know, within seven days, uh, Dr. Gruber, who signed the letter for BioNTech, uh, the, the, you know, the high ranking vaccine regulatory official, she resigned. So if that tells you anything. So my question is around the testing, right? So we've seen places like Kroger and Walgreens, they've actually increased the price of their test from $14 to $24. In your professional opinion, is that just based on supply and demand or is there a bigger thing going on there? It's supply and demand. Everyone's got COVID-19 now. I think almost all my patients do. There's almost complete capitulation. We heard reports out of California yesterday that even if people test positive, they should show up to work anyway because it's just, it's so ubiquitous now. Uh, so what I'm telling my patients, if I have a high risk uh, senior citizen, I'm really wanting to know if it's COVID or not, I'll have them get tested. But we should be doing zero tests on people without symptoms uh, because it's just it's it's never been FDA approved to do that. It's not supported by any of the science. It's not supported by WHO or CDC. That means all the testing in schools or employers making people do tests once a week, travel, 
uh, crossing the border, all that needs to stop immediately. It's a giant waste of testing. We know when people are asymptomatic and they test positive, 97% of the time it's a false positive. That's what's going on in the NFL, the NBA, uh, all the sports teams, NHL right now, is they're just generating tons of, of test results and having people quarantined for no reason. The CDC finally capitulated on that too and said even if you test positive, uh, you could go to a five-day quarantine period uh, in, in, you know, that's if you're asymptomatic, we've gone ahead and extended that to, um, to clinically, uh, you know, clinically patients with COVID-19 illness provided the last two days they had, don't have a fever or severe symptoms. So I think a lot of this is just breaking down with Omicron. Omicron is so ubiquitous. It doesn't respond to the vaccines. Everyone's getting it. It broke through natural immunity. It broke through vaccine immunity. Uh, and it's like getting a, it's like getting a common cold. So I, I'll mention this, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, Anthony Fauci is a criminal. He's getting kickbacks from, he's always got kickbacks from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, he has uh, funded against the, the wishes of the president of the United States, the uh, equipping of these viruses to be more dangerous. He gave money to China against the wishes of the president of the United States, including Obama, both presidents. Uh, he, he gave it through another organization. He laundered the money, essentially. Uh, he also suppressed the, the, the evidence about the Chicom leak from the Wuhan lab and the fact that it was not a natural occurring uh, virus that it was met. It, it's very clear that for sharp scientists, they say this is not a common, what they call an evolutionary virus. They said this virus has been manufactured. He, uh, Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins, who was until recently, as you notice, a lot of people are resigning. A lot of people, FDA people are resigning. Francis Collins resigned. resigned. I think he's 72, but he resigned from the NIH. Uh, all kinds of people are resigning. Uh, in fact, I'm going to play you a clip here in a second where Peter McCullough is being interviewed, and he talked about another lady that resigned because of the, remember the fraudulent information where they, even Biden said that uh, the FDA has approved, officially approved this Pfizer vaccine. That was a complete lie they no vaccine has been gone through the proper regulatory approvals none zero did they say that it had they did they lied and you listen to peter mccullough i'm going to play his clip in just a minute and uh but fauci it said it now appears that fauci and collins conspired to suppress the lab leak theory likely due to an overriding desire to be deferential to china because they love china and china is uh is partnering up with these guys. After all, the NIH was funding via EcoHealth. That's a Peter da das uh, Dasik. Peter Dasik. He's a zoologist. That means a, a fancy veterinarian. He runs EcoHealth Alliance, 
And they funded the gain-of-function research in Wuhan by ga- giving millions of dollars to EcoHealth Alliance, who then gave it to Wuhan uh, Lab. Now, uh, you know, the amazing thing, the lies to say—it's <laughs> like saying— that it started at the farmer's market on Pluma Street. That's what they're saying, the wet market. I have been in those wet markets. I've been to Wuhan. I've been to all those wet markets in China. I have bought food there. I, In fact, I've been to wet markets in Vietnam. We bought fresh fish there, had them cook it right there. And to say that they blamed it on the wet market, I'm telling you people, we have been snookered from the very beginning. These guys are liars. They're criminals. You know, what? You know, we should let everybody out, almost everybody, out of Yuba County Jail. You know why? Because these guys have killed hundreds of thousands of people. They put Hitler to shame, people. They put Hitler and Goebbels and all these other people, Mengele, to shame. I mean, even at the local level, Dr. Liu is a killer. Dr. Fong Mengele Liu. Little cute Vietnamese gal. Yeah, you know, they say uh, Joseph Mingla, look at him on YouTube. Look at him in pictures. Handsome German guy. Did the most criminal experiments. And I, I've been watching Dr. Liu on uh, these. She's our health officer, if you're just learning about this show. And and uh, I, I've been listening to some of her uh, YouTube uh, encouragements to behave ourselves, right? And... Uh, it's just it's just total lies, total lies trained under the Soros regime to come and and uh, take over this. This uh, basically she took over the two counties and ran them and is still running them. Uh, it's just it. And so that's what Fauci and these people, Francis Collins, Peter Daszak and uh, Jeremy. I don't know what Jeremy from Welcome. They're all Jeremy Farrar. From Wellcom, that's a big financial operation to fund these type of uh, r- this research in the uh, United Kingdom. They're all in on it. They're all criminals, and they all need to go to prison. Actually, I think they need, because of the damage, and by the way, well, I better play this clip and make sure I get in. Then I'm going to talk about the sports guys dying in Europe, uh, who some people think that's <laughs> fake news or conspiracy. I'm telling you people. You're not paying attention. I'm going to play this clip right now. It's uh, just a little over five minutes, but it's of an interview with Peter McCullough. On He says, the title is Fauci and the Department of Defense Caught Hiding Vax Deaths. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't the Peter McCullough one. This is uh, this is Thomas Rents. And this is uh, Thomas Rents is an attorney. And sitting next to him, although you can't see this, is uh, Lee Dundas from Orange County. They're, they're at a Senate subcommittee or a Senate hint hearing by Ron Johnson, who's a senator uh, there. And uh, so uh, we'll be right back and after this plays. All right, here we go. Please tell me, uh, apparently one of the whistleblowers is brave enough to come forward and give a name or I would not have allowed you to come. To yes, talk Senator. So we've got three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, D-O-M-P-H. 
Dr. Samuel Sigloff and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and flight surgeon. All three have, have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A uh, thousand. Ten, ten, ten times. That's ten times rate, and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year, to, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this, and Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room, I'm give, not giving names, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have, uh, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 928, 2021. Project SALUS weekly report. Project SALUS is a defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist supposedly and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project SALUS, in the weekly report, the DOD document, says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And thank you so much, Senator, for having the courage to stand against these special interests. So, so again, the, the, department, the Department of Defense... Thank you. The Department of Defense, the Biden administration is on notice. They must preserve these records, and this must be investigated. Okay? Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much, Senator. Thank you. So the increase in cancer is something I've been hearing about for months. And quite honestly, I've told people that are reporting this to me, I don't think the public's quite ready for that yet, okay? But you've just raised this issue. Apparently, uh, Dr. Cole, you're aware of this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because this, this, is, this is frightening. Thank you, Senator. And this is a challenge in terms of aggregating data. I saw a signal early on of certain viral conditions. Dr. Parks pointed out mechanisms. I noticed certain viruses increasing. Well, these same T cells, immune cells, keep cancers in check. So... I do about 40,000 biopsies a year. I'm, I'm a busy pathologist. And I thought, gosh, I'm seeing more of this type of cancer and this type of cancer and this type of cancer. And so I've tried to talk to other laboratories and aggregate a bigger data set, which obviously these federal data sets are a very easy way to see that signal. Obviously, I've been canceled. I've been ridiculed. I've been uh, maligned, et cetera, for saying so. But I've been observing it. 
And I can't deny observation. That's how science happens initially through observation. Then we confirm through hypothesis, experiment, and data. So yes, we're seeing it. And now when we travel with these groups and summits, I have oncologists, I have radiation oncologists. I am seeing an uptick in cancers. I'm seeing these odd stable cancers take off like wildfires after the vaccines. It is happening. We need federal funding. The NIH isn't looking at this. Getting a grant to look at anything related to the vaccines is next to impossible because they're perfect, safe, and effective. So it's happening. My data is anecdotal. My observational group is significant, but we need additional studies to happen. And thank you to Tom for digging so, into so what's can, actually we, happening. I think we have some additional nurses. And by the way, that's where I was getting the safety signal from. Nurses from across the country are contacting me about the, the vaccine mandates, that type of thing, talking, you know, telling me why they're not going to get the vaccine because they're seeing this, these patients that their cancers are in remission, then, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you know, they, they're blossoming again. All right. So right before we began talking on this uh, segment, uh, you listened to Peter McCullough be interviewed. And so he talked about that we needed to stop all testing. This this one, the gurus of medicine in the United States of America. Then this clip we just took time out for. This is Thomas Rents. He's an attorney that's suing all kinds of people around the country. Uh, and I, uh, so he he is, has whistleblowers coming to him now from the military and from Medicare, Medicaid to explain to him uh, all these people that are dying and they're hiding the deaths from from uh, the shot. And next to him, they're, they're at a committee hearing with some amazing doctors um, surrounding uh, Ron Johnson, who is the only senator there at the, at the uh, committee hearing. He's having his own committee hearing. And they're airing out all this fraud. And uh, that's the title of that clip is Fauci and the Department of Defense caught hiding vax deaths. This is corruption at the highest level. Now, what you don't hear there, because I didn't play the whole clip, is a gal named Lee Dundas, who was a human rights attorney, and then stopped doing that to fight this COVID thing. She's sitting right next to Thomas Rents. She's come up. She's been working with us up here in Yuba Sutter County, out of Orange County, and she's been working all over the United States with airline pilots that are now, they now can't fly anymore. And they described thousands of, of uh, 800,000 neurological damaged people that they're hiding and they're lying about the statistics. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I want to mention a couple uh, people that uh, we have about six minutes or so, and I want to mention some uh, people that make this whole uh, operation uh, flow here. And uh, so we got some expenses we have every month to run this operation, this uh, live, the live show on KMYC and this recorded show. And so I want to mention them, and uh, they have great businesses. Most of all these business people, uh, actually all the individual business people I mentioned are all self-starters and, and risked their own money, did not ask the government to start their business or not relying on the government to keep it going. Uh, they, they go out there and risk their lives every day to to do their job. And one of them, I'm really proud of these guys. In fact, uh, Will Fanning and I are working on a hundred year old building so we can house students here, downtown Marysville. And we're rehabbing the whole building. He's doing some welding for us, but, uh, Will Fanning and Josh James, they operate all power services out on 1469 Stewart road, just off highway 99, South of Yuba city. And, uh, they'll take anything that, that that's powered up 
from chainsaws and mowers on up to cars. They'll redo your car. And they also do custom welding and fabrication. These guys are very talented. They're fast. They don't, they don't uh, collect problems from your life and keep it there for months and years. They get the problem in, they fix it, and get the, get the thing fixed and back in your hands. So uh, they're doing, uh, you know, they're doing a lot of chainsaws for the, we have a lot of tree cutting operations up here. They're, they're repairing dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of chain. They bring them in by the lot of chainsaws and they put them back together. Uh, but all kinds of things, off-road vehicles, tractors, weed eaters, everything. So you can call them at 530-844-0347, or you can just go in there at 1469 Stewart Road, or you can email them your question at allpower1469 at gmail.com. Also, Nellie Garcia, I'm trying to find Nellie Garcia some workers. She needs some more workers. She wants to expand. And uh, people come and go. You know, people change professions and, and get sick or become pregnant and decide they need to raise that baby. So life changes. She's needing some more workers at North Valley Paralegal. She's at 751 Sutter Street. She's doing a great job. Business is booming. And um, so you can call her up at 530-751-9289, 751-9289. In fact, I talked to her earlier today. Uh, the State Department is trying to assimilate thousands of Af- Afghan re- refugees. Uh, they're trying to what they call a resettlement program. And uh, Glad Tidings, where I uh, work, uh, I do volunteer work there and attend there. Uh, we're going to take some families, and we have one coming this week. From uh, They've been all living at military bases around the country in dorms until they could find them places that will help them assimilate into the country. So we have a family, and I and I needed some legal help for the family and, and called uh, Nellie uh, because they are going to need to solve a lot of legal problems to stay here. They're here okay. They're here legally, but they're not going to be able to remain here legally until they do their paperwork. So if you have any kind of legal issues or, or need legal help, usually the only time you need an attorney is if, if you need somebody to represent you in court. But you can always have people prepare your materials for you and uh, or do a lot of stuff on the outs that you, you don't need an attorney for. And that's it's cheaper, faster, better, nicer, uh, just going that way. That's my experience. Seven, and so North Valley Paralegal Nellie Garcia, give her a shout-out. Thrifty Rooter, uh, I just saw... I was at a meeting the other night talking about uh, how to start a private membership association. You might want to look that up. You might want to switch your business over and get out from government regulations by going to a private membership association. So we were getting a little briefing on that, and I looked up there in front, and uh, Bill Artemico was up there checking it out. He's always on the learn. He's been in business for over 40 years, and he's still up there learning. And uh, so they have a great business, and they've served this community so well for over 40 years, and Thrifty Rooter. You can go on their website at thriftyrooter.net, find out. It lists all the, the different services they provide. It gives you a box to fill in. What do you need us for? You can send them a message right off that uh, website. If you're old school and you don't have a um, you don't have a computer that you can do that on, uh, you can just call them up old school or if you don't want to fuss with the sometimes you wonder are they really paying attention over there at the other end like like for instance this samaritan's purse who's handling this uh some of this resettlement i i sent an inquiry into samaritan's purse and where you fill out 
you know, who you are, the contact information. And so at the very bottom, it says, when we re- receive your information, which it was immediate because I eat, you know, goes over the internet. They said, we will contact you promptly. I thought, okay, okay. I know what promptly means in my mind. So I'll see how fast they call. Boom. They just called. They called right away. I said, all right, promptly. I like that. So uh, at Thrifty Rooter, they got people that just sit there handling like a dispatch center, like at the sheriff's department, taking those calls to fix those septic <laughs> septic problems, septic lines, you know, all kinds of water lines, block plumbing lines. And they, they're like taking, listening to your problems just like a 911 operator and then dispatching those Thrifty Rooter guys. So if you need a job, they'll put you to work over there as well at Thrifty Rooter. Bill and Carla Artomenko, I, I don't know how long they're going to continue running that business, but they got it going on over there. Those They're youngsters. 530-673-8201, 530-673-8201. They're located in Yuba City, but they work all over in all kinds of counties, I see. I can't even figure it out. I got to talk to them to see. They, they're they're not just in Yuba City. I think they're up in Butte. They're over maybe in Calusa. Call them up. They'll maybe make a special trip your way. So, uh Anyway, uh, the the people I got that are helping on this, they believe in what we're doing here. They're patriots. They're honest. They're they're good people. They run good businesses, and they they put their lives on the line to start those businesses. It's it's uh, when they come out and do the job, it's it's their name that's on the line, not some big corporation that they can pass off to. So we'll be right back, and uh, we got one uh, we got one more half to this show. Three more segments. All right, hang in there. Wondering why I'm standing in front of this office on such a hot California day? This is Congressman John Garamendi's office. I'm his opponent, Tamika Hamilton. I'm a sergeant in the United States Air Force, and John won't debate me. I thought I'd come down here to make it a little bit easier for him. Since John's been in Congress, he has amassed a wealth over $2 million. He owns ranches, homes, and even rides horses. Does he sound like someone that knows how most of us really live? But let's be nice. John is a little out of touch. I mean, he has been in office for the past 45 years, and since that time, the internet and a cell phone were invented. John, next time you're riding horses around the ranch, pretend that you're stuck in traffic like the rest of us, and you can't fill up the tank because gas is so expensive. That's how most of us really live. John, you've been in office for over 45 years, and why haven't you done anything about this traffic? And why do you keep supporting taxes that make our lives here in California more unaffordable? I think the new tax should be on congressmen who've been in office since the 1970s who ride horses and pretend to be cowboys. This is my home. My husband's a peace officer. You seem to think my husband's just as bad as the people that he arrests, that breaking the law is okay. I believe that the police are trying to do the best job they can and that my husband deserves your respect. John, you and Patricia were able to send your kids to the best schools. A lot of parents in our district don't have that ability and are stuck in failing schools. That's where you and I differ. You oppose charter schools and you oppose school choice. You've ran on bringing back the middle class while you've become a millionaire. You've left us behind. It's time to give District B what they've been wanting and that's a debate. And so it's time for you to step up and not hide behind the incumbent status. Do your job. 
Let the people hear what you have to say and let them decide. I am an illegal gun owner, what some would call a deranged murderous criminal. And yeah, I'm concerned about how these new laws are going to affect both my illegal gun ownership and my ability to brutally murder anyone that crosses me. Democrats, who I usually vote for because I want to get out of parole easy, are proposing a whole slew of gun control laws, which means in order to, to get my guns, I have to start breaking laws. I mean, even more than the laws that I already broke, because I'm a murderer. The background check thing sounds really concerning. I would definitely fail since I'm a well-known psychopath. <laughs> I mean, you take one look into my background, you'll find that I killed Mikey and Little T, and I killed the old man Humphreys while he was walking home from work. I killed the uh, cashier at the Circle K, and I killed uh, What's-Her-Face. Hmm? Plus, there's the people I've injured, and the list of people I still want to murder. It's a long list, so no way I'm getting a gun if the background check turns up all of that. The only silver lining is this. I've never actually purchased a gun through a gun dealer. I just steal all of my murder weapons. In fact, sometimes I steal them from the people I murder. And so far, no one has proposed a background check on theft, so I think I'm good. But they also want to limit high-capacity magazines. So, 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 let's just say, hypothetically, I got to drive by a crack house on 12th Street and shoot it up a little bit, you know, to send them a message, but now, I got to reload after every 10 shots. You see what irritating and annoying that would be? To be honest, I might just keep using a high-capacity magazine in spite of the law, because I'm not just out there trying to commit murder. I'm trying to commit multiple counts of murder. That's the difference between being good and being great. Honestly, I haven't been this concerned about the new law since they put those gun-free zone signs up around schools, because here's the thing. Sometimes, the people I want to kill are near schools. It seems like these politicians don't even consider the adverse effect their policies will have on people's lives. Or on my ability to end their lives. The only policy that sounds kinda cool is the buyback program. If they offer a lot of money for AR-15s, that could be pretty worthwhile. I'll sell them the ones I got, then use the money to buy more guns illegally on black market. Then, I'll go right on murdering. Look, in the end, while I'm still a little frustrated that these gun laws will be a minor inconvenience for murderous psychopaths like myself, I am grateful that they ultimately won't do anything to stop me from killing. And hopefully, if there are a few less good guys with guns out there, that could even make my job. Okay, you know, we've had, all of the United States, we've had a terrible thing happen. And we, we being we right now, and we before us, and we before them, for the 
past couple generations, uh, we slipped into a slumber, a patriotic slumber, where we loved America, many people, but they thought it was just going to go on because it always had gone on. And we thought we could just get away with just going up boating and fishing and the ball games and and uh, go to work and paint the house and love on our kids and not put any uh, effort into making sure we knew who was running the show, who was in office. Are they honest? Do they, you know, we just assumed they thought like we thought. And what's happened is, is we have a school system that is basically dead. It's patriotically dead. They hate America. Uh, they, they tell people lies about their gender, about their sex life, about, about they came from a monkey. They, you know, it, the, the science is, is garbage. Uh, the, their history is garbage. They're talking about civil America. Civics classes is non-existent or garbage. It's hard to find things or any righteous things going on in the school system, right? So um, in the meantime, we had the unions move in, and the private unions are fine. If plumbers want to be union, they can be union or they can be not union. And uh, Well, what happened is then the unions took over the government, and uh, they got government unions, and and just like the supervisors in our area vote themselves. Wouldn't you like to vote yourself? Wouldn't you like to work for a boss? And 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 you say, well, how much is the pay? And the guy says, just name your pay. I'll pay you whatever you want. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Just name your pay. And um, so the supervisors just name their pay, and they they vote themselves. They get three out of five. They change their pay. They get a bonus. Right? So uh, anyway, the. The salaries of government used to be generally lower than the private industry many, many years ago now, because that that all changed around the 60s and 70s with government unions. And so uh, and the reason was, is that, you know, a a lot of times many years ago, uh, people uh, jobs were less secure than they are now. And so in the private sector, you made a little bit more money, but sometimes you're off for a couple months. And uh, but in in the government jobs, you were fully employed. And many times they even got a retirement is amazing. But they made a little less. But now they make way more, way more, way more, way, way, way more. Like a psychiatrist in the private sector makes one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year or so uh, for behavioral health here in Sutter County. They'll make five hundred thousand. How about that? And so a friend sent me this. Uh, There's been a big controversy at the Sutter County Office of Education. And they kind of were the cornerstone of some grants. They got awarded from Butte College uh, teaching kids uh, trades. And it's a tri-county effort called uh, Tri-County ROP. And so it's Calusa County, Yuba County, Sutter County. So Sutter County Superintendent Schools, uh, was the was the uh, manager of the grant, and so it was a small grant, right? For for the amount of money these guys spend and get from the government, it's a couple million dollars, over two million. But it was all they had to they didn't have to pay anything; they just had to take the money and abide uh, by the rules of the grant. You ever done a grant? You ever been around grants? I've been around them. I've never got a grant awarded to me, although I've helped write a few. But I understand grants. I've, I've read all the rules. There's different rules for different grants. And so you got to file reports. You have to, 
you get sponsors, you get partners, and those partners have to sign on, and 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 there has to be let, letters of partnership and things like that. So what happened recently is is the uh, Butte County uh, or Butte College had a, a CPA from Southern California, certified public accountant, and their special accountants that do audits. So she came in, uh, Sheena Tran from down in Los Angeles area, I think, or San Diego, and flew in and worked on auditing all this paperwork um, for this grant right in the middle of the grant. The grant wasn't over. It just getting started. They just spent about $800,000 and they, they came up and she just, she wrote up the findings. If you've ever been around auditors, which I have, I was on the school board. So they, they had the audit and in the back of the audit is the findings. In other words, the things they're concerned about. And so the findings were particularly gnarly. If you want to read about it, you can read an article that I wrote in the Territorial Dispatch. You can look it up online, territorialdispatch.com. It's on there right now. And it's it's uh, Yuba Sutter counties lose millions um, in grants. And I think that's the title. But I'm I'm in there. I don't think it's front page, but it's it's there now. Yuba, uh, uh, excuse me, territorialdispatch.com. And, or you can get a hard copy if you're around here at some stores or free. It's a weekly paper, and so it's a nice paper, and they run some of the articles that I write. So anyway, uh, Sheena Tran's audit had enough findings, enough uh, bad findings, negative findings, that the funder of the operation, um, a consortium above butte college that gave butte college the money and then butte college dispersed it out uh they said we're taking we want our money back <laughs> they want the remainder of the money back not that what was spent but the remainder and so um anyway i wrote an article about it and uh but one of my friends uh sent me the some of the top people in the uh office and what they get paid. Now, you, you remember now, teachers always talk about never getting enough money. There's not enough money for education, even though they're getting the majority of the money in the state of California, the education system. And we have one of the worst outcomes of, of the United States in this state. Now, I'm just going to run down some salaries and see if this fits with your teachers don't get paid very much. So the superintendent of schools, I'm just going to give you the round figures, okay? I'm not even going to get down into the hundreds. I'm just going to cut, talk to thousands, okay? So the, the superintendent of schools, Tom Russer, gets 214000 William Embleton, he, he's probably assistant, uh, gets 205000 Another assistant, Carolyn Patton, gets 204000 Another assistant, Brian Galt, gets 202000 James Peters gets 187000 These are all people that are uh, administrative people. These are not people hands-on teachers, right? Jagdeep Bossy gets 186,000. Eric Pomeroy gets 185,000. Ronald Sherrod or Sherrod, however you say it, 881,000. Joe Hendricks 180,000. Now, every one of these get more than that because there's hundreds of dollars tagged onto it. I don't want to waste my time here. Angela Huerta 172,000. John Kovac, 172,000. Kelly Jadine, 171,000. Christy Johnson, 170,000. Jane Hughes, 170,000. Kathleen Mercer, 165,000. And on and on and on and on. It just goes on and on and on. Michael Fury, 164,000. 
Just on and on and on it goes. Now, listen, we're in Northern California. We are not in San Diego, San Francisco. Our uh, California is expensive, but that's a lot of money. And listen, these are administrators or they're working at, uh, in some type of a leadership role. They're not down in the classroom in the trenches and they're getting at This is Sutter County. This is Sutter County it has a little over 100,000 people. And this is Sutter County Office of Education. Look how many people I read off. What did I read off? 15, 15 to 20 people? All over 100, 160 to 205,000. Why would I care? First of all, I think all these people are overpaid, number one. Oh, they get pissed off when I say that. They're overpaid. Number two, if they're going to get that kind of money, wouldn't you at least hope they do just like a superlative job and they just work their fingers to the bone? The problem is they don't. Some do, but a lot don't, and they get away with it. So the, the infractions that Sheena Tran, the CPA, described in this grant, if you read it and you've never seen a grant before, if you read her findings— which aren't, we're just a few pages long. You will think just if you're a high school graduate, or even if you can, if you read and write fairly well, and you never graduated from high school, this will, you'll say after you read this, this sounds very simple. How come they didn't do their job? How come they didn't just do their job? Like they didn't include letters from the, from 60 there's 61 different partners. They're supposed to have a letter of support and what they're going to do for the grant. They didn't collect them all or they forged them. They forged people's name. Is there any, is there any area in life that you think it's okay to forge people's names besides your wife forging your name or are you forging her name right when she's not there? I mean, you know, is there any area that you don't, you think, Oh, they say, just write his name. Really? You just, Really? Most people say, I don't want to do that, right? Forge somebody's name. So would you agree with me that most of the time in life, there's a few exceptions, right? Maybe your your kid forges your name to skip school, right? That ain't cool, but it's not the end of the world. But you would think that people with bachelor's, master's, doctorate degrees, teaching degrees, administrative degrees, no better than to forge people's names on a grant or include letters that, that people didn't write or didn't even for, inform them properly that they're a part of the grant or they didn't do the accounting right or they didn't do the surveys right they were supposed to do. This stuff is, is high school performance level. This isn't like stuff that you give to a $200,000 person but they didn't. They thought they're too big, big to, in their britches to do the work. They didn't do the simple stuff. They they wouldn't push the paper. I mean, I I've worked on contracts. I worked in contracting and painting contracting years and years and years ago. And I would and and every time there was a problem on a job, you know what the problem always was? The paperwork, because that's the agreement. People say, well, I thought you were going to do this over here. No, that's not the, well, well, no, that's, that was an extra. That wasn't in the original job. You asked us to do that, but I said, well, we don't want to pay for it. I used to tell the guys, hey, it, if it's not in the agreement, they're not going to pay for it, right? It's all in the paperwork. And it doesn't matter whether you're a contractor, 
or you're a plumber like the plumbing doc or the plumbing doctor or a, a thrifty rooter or any type of contractor or any type of if you don't put it down on paper and have an agreement you haven't got anything and these guys are getting paid 200 over two hundred thousand dollars a year and they did, they just come to work whenever they want i've been in these offices they don't work hard you kidding me? Hard work? Hard work is digging through concrete, breaking up concrete, digging a ditch, digging old roots, big roots out to to dig holes. Uh, you know, cutting through cu- cutting through the asphalt. It's 105 out. That's hard work. They don't do this hard work. These administrators. I'm, I've never met any administrators that, like, at the end of the day, they they couldn't catch their breath. Are you kidding me? And they get $200,000 a year and they can't fill a grant. They can't comply. They make an agreement and they sign all the documents to get 200 or 200, $2 to $3 million. And then they do not follow the rules of the grant. Like when you wipe your butt, go front to back. They can't figure that out. They cannot figure that out. Listen, people, we just can make excuses. They make, they give us a, incredible excuses for incompetence and they just think they can get away with murder. You know why? Because they've been getting away with murder for years and years and years and years. And they don't think anybody cares or looks. And if you bring it up in the paper, then you're the bad guy. They always going to kill the messenger. Oh yeah. He always just makes up stuff. He lies. Well, in this case, my article, every bit of my article, in fact, I could have wrote three articles off her findings. So the superintendent of schools who making $205,000 a year writes more twice as much to explain why they screwed up a little and they admit a little He He doesn't take any personal responsibility. It's amazing to me. A guy who gets elected to office, he's getting $205,000 a year. It's his grant, his underlings, did the grant. He takes no personal responsibility. I was watching the, uh, the end of the football game the other day where the Packers lost the 49ers and the head coach who didn't throw one ball, didn't tackle anybody stood on the sidelines. And he said, it's my fault. I don't remember his name. LaFleur. He said, it's my fault. It was a bad game. My strategy was bad. This was bad. That was bad. I should have done this differently. I should have. I'm going to have to really look at that. It, was, it, it all comes down to me. And I thought, okay, well, thank you, Jesus, for that. And I knew he didn't play in and into the game, but he took responsibility. Nowhere in the response from, from Russer is there any sense that he's taken any responsibility? And one person got fired. We don't know the name, but he says, and then he tries to do a guilt trip on the, uh, the grant or to say, why are you going to punish all these 3,500 kids because of one mistake uh, calls it a mistake, I think. And I thought, you know, something to even insinuate that all this superintendent of schools and the unified school districts and all these government schools are there because the kids they're serving kids and they love kids so much. And they're, it's all about the kids. That is the biggest crock of crap that I've heard in a long time. And I don't often laugh unless I watch a really good comedy, but I just think that's a laugher folks. 
That is a laugher. You can go to super. You can go to super. You can go to a school board meeting after school board meeting after school board meeting after school board meeting after school board meeting, and they will never talk about the children, and can be concerned about the kids. They're talking about. Oh, well, we don't want to work then. Oh, well, we want more time off. Oh, well, we want more money. Oh, well, we're afraid of getting COVID, right? Or they'll shout you down if you stand up as a parent. They will not talk about, well, we're really concerned. We love the kids, and oh, we just want to do more for the kids. And if I have to stay after school, I don't mind at all. I'll just stay as long because I want them to all get A's. No way. This All the kids are is a cheap EBT card for these white-collar welfare babes and guys to make a cash cow. They're a cash cow. Those kids are a cash cow. And and they the outcomes are of no concern. I'm telling you, if these same people that are making $180,000, $200,000, if they went and had their bathroom done by a guy like Dave Greenitz, and Dave did a crappy job, do you think they would still pay him? We still pay the same amount whether they do a crappy job at Sutter County Education or Yuba City High or Marysville High. We pay them the same amount of money, crappy outcome or wonderful outcome. Same, same. And and there's been there's been moves to do merit pay before, and they don't want merit pay, baby, because that'll make the people that couldn't perform really look bad. The next time the Next time you just you go on these websites and look and next time they these teachers say they don't get paid much. Listen, people, those that pay right there, they're not even there a lot of the summer, these guys, Sutter County Office of Education. They're off while you're still working. And they got two hundred thousand dollars. And in in your twelve months, most of you mo ninety percent of the workers in Yuba Sutter counties will never get half of that money made in their life in, in, in a year in their life. 90% of the workers, hard workers in Yuba Sutter counties that are paying these taxes will never make half what these people make in one year. Like a hundred, they'll never make a hundred thousand dollars. I was telling somebody the other day, I've made so little money in the world. It's unbelievable. I'm a happy as can be. I, I don't have any regrets. I'm happy. But these people that just say, I am, oh, I went to college. I, I'll take to college and rub it right up your butt. It means nothing. Tell me what you're producing. How many A students do you have? How many kids are performing at a very high level? It means nothing. I think you, you, you sound like a welfare babe. I'm entitled because I went to college. Oh, please, the colleges are a black hole of dearth. Of, they're not teaching people. It's unbelievable. You know something? We're probably going to end up promoting all these people and giving them all raises over there at Sutter County Department of Education. And it affects 3,500 kids. Oh, oh and the final thing was, uh, Russer says, throws in this thing, and he never explains in his excuse is, well, I think somebody just had kind of, I'm used to paraphrasing it. I think somebody just had, they were out to get me. They were out to get me. They had an ax to grind, so they just brought in this gal to trump up all these findings to uh, damage our, our reputation. They damaged our reputation by writing this. 
I thought I, I sat on a school board for years at Yuba County House of Edge. I never accused an auditor of damaging our reputation by coming up with a finding as a board member I wanted to fix when they said, oh, we think you should handle your petty cash differently. Somebody's going to rip you off. I said, good idea. Let's change that. We'll be right back. Let's stick together. Loving you A certain professor who teaches students who aspire to become speech pathologists begins by showing them the development of the various organs involved in speech. When he shows his class an ultrasound picture of the development of the palate in an unborn baby, it is not uncommon for one or two women in his class to have tears in their eyes, or to say to him afterward that they have had an abortion and were very much affected by seeing what an unborn baby looks like. For too long, we have been led to believe that an abortion is the removal of some unformed material, something like having an appendix operation. The very expression, unborn baby, has almost disappeared from the language, being replaced by the more bloodless and antiseptic term, fetus. Many vocal advocates who declare themselves pro-choice do not want women to have the choice of knowing just what they are choosing before having an abortion. Ferocious opposition has stopped the showing of pictures of an abortion in process, even in schools or colleges that show movies of naked adults performing various sex acts. Still photographs of aborted fetuses have been banned as well. The particularly grisly procedure known as partial birth abortion cannot even be referred to in much of the media, where it is called a late-term abortion, another bloodless term and one that shifts the focus from what happens to when it happens. What happens in a partial birth abortion is that a baby who is developed too far to die naturally when removed from his mother's body is deliberately killed by having his brain sucked out. When this is done, the baby is not completely out of his mother's body, because if he were, the doctor would be charged with murder. There is no medical reason for this procedure, which has been condemned by the American Medical Association. There is only a legal reason, to keep the doctor and the mother out of jail. All this is smoothly covered over in the media by calling such actions a late-term abortion and refusing to specify what happens. Such patterns of determined evasions and obfuscations show that pro-choice in practice often really means pro-abortion. Knowledge is the first thing being aborted. Philosophical questions about when life begins may preoccupy some people on both sides of the abortion controversy, but the raw physical facts of what happens in various kinds of abortion have turned many others, including physicians, from being pro-abortion to being anti-abortion. One doctor, who had performed many abortions, never performed another one after seeing an ultrasound movie of the baby's reactions. With most other medical procedures, informed consent is the watchword. 
But when the issue is abortion, great efforts are made to keep choice from becoming too informed. Politically and legally, the abortion issue is too complex for any easy resolution. We have gone through a quarter of a century of bitter controversy precisely because the Supreme Court went for an easy resolution back in 1973 with the Roe v. Wade decision. Before then, various states had made differing efforts to wrestle with and balance the weighty concerns on both sides of the abortion issue. But Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman rushed in where angels fear to tread, with a one-size-fits-all decision washed down with the blatant lie that this was based on the Constitution. Far from settling things, Roe v. Wade has led to polarization and escalating strife all across the country, including bombings and assassinations. It has corrupted the media, academia, and other sources that are supposed to inform us, but which have instead become partisan organs of political correctness. However, this highly charged issue is ultimately resolved, and there is no resolution on the horizon today, surely honesty must be part of that resolution. Political catchphrases like, a woman's right to do what she wants with her own body, cannot be applied to situations where a baby is killed at the very moment when he ceases to be part of his mother's body. One of the few signs of hope for some ultimate resolution is that most people on both sides of this controversy are not happy about abortions. The women who shed tears at the very sight of an unborn baby may not be politically committed to either side of this issue, but their feelings may be part of what is needed to bring opposing sides together. Got myself a ticket On a board this lonesome train I gave a man a broken heart And things will never be the same Okay, this is our fifth segment, five out of six. So let me mention a couple other people that are my friends who helped me uh, stay alive over here. <laughs> keep, this, keep the bills paid. I, I'm not complaining at all. I, I, we're doing fine. Uh, if, I, if I didn't have enough money with what they helped me with, I would pay it out of my pocket till I get tired of doing this. So some, some late, I guess I was spoke kind of... I don't know why I was sounding down in the mouth one day, but one of my listeners, an 84-year-old listener, uh, s sent me $100. I thought, come on, man. Thank you so much. I'll put it towards it. But uh, I, I'm, not, uh, if, I'm not asking anybody to make a sacrifice to help me. If you, wanna, if you want me to promote your business, I will. And uh, I'll, I'll charge you, you know, I'll ask you to give me a little bit of money for that because it takes time out of the show. But let me mention a couple here that I really appreciate. And one is one of the guys has really been an encourager to me uh, is Monty Hecker, personal encouragement. And I met him during a campaign, uh, political, political campaign. We got to be friends. And uh, then he started listening to the show because I started talking about the political campaign we were fighting uh, on the show. And, and then he said, hey, I want to help you. So that's elite universal security, and I like guys that are veterans of the uh, of the U.S. military, and Monty is a 
Air Force veteran, and of course, a lot of we have a lot of Air Force veterans in our area here in Northern California because we have a lot of bases up and down California, but we have Beale Air Force Base here, and so we we end up with a lot of really cool people that were in the service here, and they decide to retire here after they do their time. Uh, their their term of service 20 years or whatever anyway the money when he got out started elite universal security and they provide security services not just here in yuba Sutter county but all over northern california and so if you're interested in going to work for him he's looking for some workers and they're they're obviously in business so they'll they're open to doing more jobs so if you have uh, some personal security needs or business security needs or government security needs they will help you, and they will help solve those. Sometimes it's a strategy issue and technology issue, not just putting a guard out there. It's, it's a different world in, in the security business. So uh, you can call them at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. And because they have dispatchers, just like uh, the uh, plumbing doctor and thrifty rooter, they have dispatchers. They have dispatchers working 24 hours a day. So when you call over there, they'll be answering if you need some help. And uh, they'll get to, so if you have a, say, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Monty. You can call him at 8 o'clock at night. And uh, the dispatcher will pass it through to him the next day and get him over to you. So if you, uh, also, they do a lot of other things. They do a lot of training. They will teach you how to be a guard. They have classes online, in, in, and then they have classes here in Yuba County. You can check out their classes at api-academy.com. That's their schooling, but they also do, they have their own shooting range. They do their uh, concealed weapon permit classes. Uh, they'll help you learn how to use your taser. Uh, if you got chemicals, you bought somebody gave you a gift of chemicals to protect yourself in a dire circumstance, they will help you understand how to use those. They're just very helpful and easy to work with. So uh, give them a shout out. They have a website also at EliteUniversalSecurity.com. Also wanted to mention Dave Greenitz. He was over this week helping me on the same building that uh, Wolf Fanning came over. to. We're going to build some new screens around the bottom of this uh, this old building uh, for ventilation and and uh, then some some just some handiwork around it. Just going to Dave is great at it. it making things look beautiful uh the details of a building this building's 100 years old we're going to make it look really hot and uh so he's going to redo some of the screening and some uh venting and then some of the uh shutters we got some of these uh simulated shutters that are old that need to be replaced and anyway he was over helping but dave is uh great and and doing a great job and really got a lot of momentum doing kitchens and baths so if if i want you to go to two if you've got any idea that you think oh we need to do this kitchen we need to do this bath just go check this out just go check out and just look what they're doing and you don't have to go anywhere or call anybody you can just go at greenitzconstruction.com green with etz on the end greenitzconstruction.com or you can go to dave greenitz construction on his facebook page and just look at what they're doing before and after. And uh, then if, if that's something you like and think, oh, that, I, want, I, want it, I want that, man, that's unbelievable. I've looked at it just like, wow, that. So when, I, when they post the pictures, I just think that's unbelievable. So uh, you, then you can, you can shoot them a message off those platforms, or you can just dial them up or text them at 530-682-9602. 530-682-9602. Somebody called, called me the other day, or I was talking to someone, 
and they they said they called him and and he and they he just boom he just showed up he was just there and in immediately that's the way he operates in and out no fussing around and so um, there's probably a little waiting list on getting the job done once they start they're gonna knock it out boom it's gonna be done starting and done uh, no like dragging it out so and and he'll get over and evaluate your job and see if 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 they're if you're you and him are a good fit right. So, okay, so let's get back to the action here, and then I'll, i got a couple more we'll talk about the next segment. But uh, I want to I just mention this, uh, the Co- Covidian cult is collapsing. Did you hear what I said? The Covidian cult is collapsing. And, and you can look up the definition. I've been, you know, I, I, I started, uh, I didn't intend to start, but I started a commune back in the day when I got converted, and they used to call us a cult, and I always thought, I wonder why they call us a cult. And and you, you ought to look up the the uh, the definition of a cult. It really applies to what's happened here in the United States and around the world, uh, being completely the psychological operation in a cult. You're men- mentally co- uh, co-opted or you're mentally controlled by a psychological operation, basically. And that's what happened. It's happened internationally. It was planned. It's been planned for decades. This isn't something somebody just threw together. And actually, Johns Hopkins University, there's a number of universities that were complicit. Um, They've been paid off by Bill Gates and other very rich people to comply and go along with this. And in other words, it's amazing to me. If you ever know know anything about prostitution, you think, well, how did that person really how did that person do that? And, um, you know, there's a lot of controls people can have over you. And one of the controls is money. And people will do a lot for money. In fact, I have a clip from Ray Comfort where he interviews people just People out on the streets, uh, you know, how how much would you kill a person for, or how much would you uh, break in and steal a bunch of stuff for? You know, I mean, what, what would what would you what would you take for that to to do if you if you a favor for someone, right? In other words, how much would it take to, for you to compromise your ethics? It really doesn't take much at all, and most people will compromise their ethics uh, because they get a good like these people at the Sutter County Office of Education, uh, people will will just keep their mouth shut and and go along to get along when they're making one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year, folks. People will go along to get along when they're making fifty thousand dollars a year, folks. And and they they may know there's cheating going on, stealing going on, all kinds of stuff going on, embezzling going on, right? Uh, they'll go along with people dying. Right now, we got people in the hospital working in the hospital that know they know that they're killing people. They call it, I'm calling it hospital homicide. Mandate murder. That's what's going on. When you give people the wrong medication and you will not give them medications that would fix them right away, you're killing them. I, I watched a, uh, I, I met Rick Ross and once he, he, he's another guy that quit in the middle of COVID. He was an Adventist guy and people say, oh, Rick Ross and oh, he's a, he may be a, just a wonderful guy. I met him one time at a, a luncheon. He was very polite, nice guy. I watched him talk about during this COVID thing, he looked like a deer in the headlights. Uh, deer in the headlights. Did not look like he was honest. It looked like he was troubled to me, really troubled. If I was the, if the head of the hospital and I was getting $100,000 per COVID death, I would not do that job. Yeah, I would not do the job. I have left situations, <laughs> employment, when, when it was bad, a bad deal. I've left it. I've left places and I, I do not put up with that kind of stuff. And, 
and people that are managing these hospitals, Kaiser, uh, you know, all these medical deals that are, people are dying in their hospitals because putting them on the vent and and will not give them ivermectin, bedesonide, and all the other stuff. I won't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the details. I'm just telling you they killed people. And, and so this whole thing has been a lie. When you go back and look at what Dr. Lou was talking once a week on YouTube, go back and look at her talks. It's freaky, man. She is lying. She's talking about how many COVID deaths. They weren't COVID deaths. They were fraudulent deaths. They died of comorbidities. She was trying to make it look worse than it was. Talked about all the cases this week. They weren't cases this week. They weren't sick. They were people that took a test that was a fraud, that was an inaccurate test, and said they had COVID, and they didn't. They were not sick with COVID. They did not have a diagnosis from a doctor of symptoms. And it confused people, and they sold it to, to cause people to be scared to death and stay in their home and, be, and comply. She lied, and she smiled while she did it. She was a great little Nazi. Great cute just like dr mengele was handsome and then they went out and hired crystal uh goebbels martin as an as a nazi propagandist to sell the shot in fact i i have an email from crystal martin going said let's go out and get those mexicans and convince them because they're believing a lot of myths about the shot well she doesn't explain what the myths are what do you think the myths are about the shot the myths are, let me just guess, that the shot was bad. The shot was not going to work. The shot was not tested. The shot was not effective. The shot was not safe. Oh, by the way, I was going to tell you, hundreds, Peter McCullough, top medical people in the United States are saying that they're agreeing with hundreds of athletes in Europe are dropping dead on the field. Have you seen it? They have names. They're just not bodies you see on a video. They are pro athletes. It'd be like Steph Curry of the of the Golden State Warriors dropping dead on the court. You think that would be fake news if they had his name and picture and and they were going to do a funeral? But the question I asked, I said, well, why aren't there? Why where's the news of American? If everybody's taking the jab, what happened to the American athletes? Let, let, this is just one theory. It's a total theory, right? You don't have to believe it. I found out that all the jabs, all the uh, talking to, uh, oh, Carrie Madej. In Carrie Madej's interview last week, we pray, played it from uh, Stu Peters. Carrie Madej says she's realized that all the lots or the batches, you know, like when you make a cake and you make it, you make it cake and then the next cake you make with the same recipe you may add a little bit of extra sugar you may add something to it let me just tell you that the batches of the of the same pfizer or the same moderna or the same astrazeneca or the same johnson and johnson jab are not all the same and so there may be some placebo jabs that means they just shit shoot you with saline and you think ah. Oh, well, how come, how come I didn't get sick and die? How come I didn't get myocardia? How come I didn't get cancer? How come I didn't get a neurological problem? How, didn't I, how come I didn't get Bell's palsy? 
you may have got the placebo. What am I saying? I'm telling you, and so did Carrie Midday. They've experimented on the human population. They're playing games with people's lives, just like Joseph Mengele did. And people like Fong Joseph Mengele Lu is playing right along with it and a part of it. She's a part of it. She's a player. She's either the smartest person in the world and a Frankenstein creator or she's the dumbest person in the world is just going on to, to earn $300,000 and comply and just move up the corporate ladder. Just like Kamala Harris, a Jamaican Indian that, that got her advancement on being a great piccolo player. I, I just saw today that she didn't even pass the California bar exam. Now, I don't know how you can do that and end up be, being the attorney general of, of the, of the California biggest state in the country. But that's what this article said. She's such a, she's such a lousy attorney. And she basically sexed her way up, up the line. Right. And now, so what do you say about a person that constantly encourages you to do things that are bad for your health? All of them. Not like she misses one out of 10. She missed 10 out of 10. She bat zero. Your health officer batted a zero. She's the doctor of death. And and the supervisors are too much of a bunch of pussies to actually look close enough to to look under the covers. Oh, we don't want we don't want to put we don't want to take the bandage off and look. We don't want to look. We don't we're, we don't want to deal with what's there. We just hide. We'll hide. Put our can we put our face under the desk and wait till it passes? Listen, people, we're getting, you're getting shafted by your politicians. There's very few politicians. You know, I think, you know, somebody say, oh, you don't like James Gallagher. I think I would like James Gallagher. If you want to go get a burger, I think I'd probably enjoy having a burger with him. Right. Where is he? How come he's not at a school board meeting throwing down on masks? How come he's not standing up against the COVID? How come he's not th- th- throwing down against remdesivir at Venice Hospital? Either he does, I thought he's a smart guy. He's a UC Berkeley graduate. Either he's going along to get along while his constituents are dropping dead left and right and taking the jab. If I was a su- assemblyman, I would be screaming every day, on on all the platforms, don't take the jab. Please don't take it. You have a right to take it. It's your life, but don't take it. Please don't take it. It's trouble. It's trouble, trouble, trouble. And we got to, I, I understand doctors. They're bought off. The pharmaceutical companies paying doctors to say nice things. It's safe. It's effective. It's been well tested. Everything they say is a lie. The doctors, I mean, I, I, I have complimented one or two of those doctors. They've, they've helped me. And, but it's the same thing when I used to have a family doctor that I thought was a great guy. He was a great guy. He'd, we'd worked together on a lot of nonprofit stuff, but then I found out he was killing babies. You think, well, Lou, you know, it all kind of balances out. Does it really? Does it really? I had a couple of guys I went to high school with that murdered two, two young girls and went 30, 40 years without ever getting caught. These two young girls, I knew who they were, younger than me. They got murdered, shot with a shotgun. And uh, the guys probably were great guys other than they shot the two girls with the shotgun. 
So how do you rate those guys? Oh, well, you know, it all balances out, you know. So they finally got caught by some sharp ladies over at Yuba County Sheriff's Department that were reviewing some evidence with the new DNA, and they caught them both and sent them to prison. What do you say about two guys like that that shot these beautiful young teenage girls from Oliver's and killed them? Do you, you think a doctor's different because they, Dr. Lou's different because she's promoting a jab? She's paying people to run around town and put up tents and jabbing people that, and causing them permanent health damage? Doc, I just heard Dr. Uh, McCullough say, if you get uh, an inflammation around your heart, which young children are, they should never have a heart problem, young children like this. They're having it right after the vaccine, and it's permanent damage. Permanent damage, people. And, and smiling Dr. Mingla Fong Lu. It said, get that jab. Wear that mask. Stay in your house. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Kids got to get tested. You can't be a teacher unless you get tested, tested, tested. If you're not going to take the shot. Okay, okay. People just leaving. Like I said, I think I said earlier, they, they had, they're having all kinds of vacancies all over everywhere. Because people are leaving the business, they're just going to say, I'm not going to take the, the nurses that are seeing people die and crippled by the shot. They're saying, I'm not going to take that shot. I'm not. I'm not going to put my life at risk. I got kids. I got a husband. I got a wife. But we got that. We got a health officer that's still doing the company line after England now has done all, got rid of all the mandates. We got entire states of the union that have never done the mandates. And we got a gal in our counties that are acting like we're going we're gonna to wear masks the rest of our life. We're going to stand on X's on the ground for the rest of our life. We're going we're gonna to believe that COVID is not effective if you're sitting down in a restaurant. But if you stand up, then it's going to nail you. Listen, people, it's just a total mumbo jumbo jacking you around heads. I win, tails, you lose deal. And we're just going all you need to do is say, I will not comply. Will it cost you something? Maybe it might cost you something, but you need to like, you need to grow a pair baby or get a, a spine. However you want to say it, but doctors can lie to you. Do we got doctors that are lying or they're totally deceived and either way, you know, you wonder how the gene pool gets purified. People making really stupid decisions. There's some people out there. There's all kinds of people have taken that jab that said, oh, my goodness, I wish I would have never done this. I feel terrible. I'm sick. I'm not. I've had guys stop me on Plumas Street, talk to me. I was picketing out there. And he said, I took the shot because Chico State wouldn't let me take my classes. And he said, I was so sick. It's made me so sick. I'll be right back. We got one more one more segment to do. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Sometimes people let their guard down and expose the evil in their hearts. 
Chamath Palihapitiya, a part owner of the Golden State Warriors basketball team, shared his true feelings regarding the genocide being waged by China against the Uyghur Muslim population, genocide recognized by several nations. A guest on Chamath's podcast brought up the tragic situation and the billionaire responded, Let's be honest, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. Reacting to the dismay of his guest, Chamath added, Of all the things I care about, yes, it is below my line. This cold-hearted individual has collectively given over a million dollars to Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and the Democrat Party. Let's see if they distance themselves from him and return the money. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. We were banned from hosting meetings on campus. We were banned from tabling events. We were banned from hosting speakers on campus. We were banned from meeting up with other orgs and collaborating. My name is KJ Lynham and I go to Emerson College. My name is Simon Nevis and I'm a student at Emerson College. Our college, Emerson, decided to recently suspend our group for passing out a sticker which criticized the Chinese government. It was a meme from the game Among Us where the point of the game is to spot the imposter. Kinda sus is a phrase used often in Among Us to identify the imposter or suspicious character. It has the symbol of the Chinese Communist Party in it, which should make it obvious it was referring to the Chinese government and not the Chinese people. We were giving out the stickers and then the next day in the morning the president released a statement calling us racist and said that we were going to be investigated. So right after passing out the stickers we were suspended the next day without even contacting us first, without talking to us, without, without asking for explanation, he just did it. The criticism was anti-Asian hate and that we were being racist and targeting a group and causing a hostile environment on campus. Well, uh, our vice president is Asian herself. One third of all of our members were Asian, many of them from China. So it's very weird for Emerson to call us anti-Asian when we're one of the most welcoming clubs at Emerson. So for me, this was a very strange situation, being half Asian and living in Asia majority of my life. I was born in Singapore. I moved to, I've lived in the Philippines, Japan, and mainly travel in Asia, where most of my family is. So to be called anti-Asian was very strange. Voicing one's criticism of a government, any government, is a time-honored right in America. It's absurd that an American college would punish students for condemning a totalitarian government like China's. Yeah, it was really hard when we got suspended, not only for our organization, but on a personal level as well. I got expelled from some other students' organizations I was a member of, including religious ones. I got ostracized from those organizations. We just experienced a lot of people like looking at us differently. KJ, she had a drink spilled on her. I got a drink spilled on me. To be honest, it's throughout this whole experience, I've wondered what percentage of people really just saw this as an opportunity to hop the bandwagon to get the one conservative group shut down on campus. The Foundation for Individual Rights in Education wrote to Emerson's interim president, William Gilligan, in support of Sam and KJ's right to distribute the stickers, noting that Emerson pledges to uphold its students' free speech rights and were violating their own policies by punishing the conservative student group. Fire didn't receive a reply to the letter. So after the investigation, the school found that we had not intended to target any group. After suspending KJ and Sam's group, 
Emerson eventually admitted that the sticker was merely critical of China's government, not its people. But the school nevertheless punished their group for, quote, bias-related behavior because, the school argued, the sticker could unintentionally contribute to anti-Asian discrimination. It's an absurd justification for censorship, one you might expect from the authoritarian government KJ and Sam sought to criticize, not an American college. And it begs the question, is criticizing the Chinese government now banned at Emerson? If you are an Emerson student, even if you hate us, even if you completely think that like our organization should not have the right to exist, you should be worried about this because all it takes is one accusation. If you get accused of anything, even if you're innocent, and even if the college admits you're innocent, you will still get punished anyway. This acceptance of shutting ideas down is very dangerous. I hope Emerson fulfills its promise of free speech because they promise free speech for every student. FIRE is working hard to restore KJ and Sam's right to expression, but we need your help. Follow their story and tell your friends. When this all started, we were just David against Goliath. It was just us, two random students against Emerson College, a multi-million dollar institution. And FIRE showed us that like we were not alone, they would help us, and that we were not wrong. And once I get off the plane in Scotland, I need subtitles. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> They can invent golf. <laughs> oh, they can have a couple of Guinness and then the next thing you know, what's here's my idea for a sport. I knock a ball into a gopher hole. <laughs> oh, you mean like pool? No, forget pool. That was a straight stick. A little broken stick. I whack a ball into a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like croquet? Ah, no, not croquet. That's a pretty sport. <laughs> I put the hole hundreds of yards away. <laughs> oh, kind of like a bowling alley. Oh, no way. in the way like trees and bushes so you whack the ball and you're sitting there whacking away and you feel like you're gonna have a stroke that's what we'll call it because every time you hit the ball you think you're gonna die and right near the end they'll put a nice flat bit with a tiny flag to give you hope and they'll put a pool and a sandbox to grab your ball you do this one time oh no 18 damn times Welcome back for our last segment, and uh, I want to mention the plumbing doctor, my friend Ted Holmes, who I've known for many, many years. I was with him the other night in, in the same meeting that uh, that Bill Artemico was in. A lot of friends were there. Dave Greenitz was there. And looking, you know, they're all preparing for what's ha- going to happen in 2022. You think it's going to be just okay? I, I think we're going to have big problems. We're going to have a throwdown in this country. And uh, but Ted's running a, a number of businesses. One here I'm going to mention the Plumbing Doctor, and and uh, they serve Yuba Sutter counties, and and they they just there's like a good plumbing business. You know, they just get in there and fix it, 
you know, they, I've had them over here many times. I've had, I've never had the, uh, the, uh, I, uh, where I've used thrifty rooter is out at church of glad tidings. Cause they have a lot of septic tanks out there. And man, oh, Dave, when they rolled in there, they pumped all our tanks one time after many years of no maintenance, but uh, plumbing doctor will, will roll out 24 hours a day. If you want seven days a week, they prefer to come out normal hours, but but, uh, you know, sometimes when you got a problem, I've seen some of these restaurants have a problem late at night. Oh, baby, they're out there cutting up the concrete, cutting up the asphalt, getting in there, you know, coming out of Taco Bell or something where the, the sewage lines are plugged. They got to fix it. You know, they're they're almost a 24 hour a day business. So plumbing doctor will roll out five, three, zero, six, seven, one, nine, one, one, one. Six seven one nine one one one, and uh, they have dispatchers waiting to solve your problem if you'll give them a call. So those those are some of the folks. Oh, I I, I didn't mention one, uh, Doctor Cassidy. He was talking. We were talking. I think I told maybe sent last week. Doctor Cassidy mentioned that we were talking on the phone because we're always talking back and forth, helping getting people in to see him or rehabs that are struggling with heroin or methamphetamines or something and uh alcohol maybe and he was saying that there's been a lot of activity because we we hand out these little cards they're like a three by three thick piece of paper uh that has his name and my name and our our our, our, uh, cell phones and then on the back on the other side it has uh what we'll do for him and uh so if, if you are struggling in any kind of addiction even even smoking uh, and you want to get free, uh, we can, we can kind of speed, speed that up for you, right? We'll expedite it as they say. So if you'll dial up uh, Peachtree health, that's where Dr. Cassidy's working out of. Sometimes he's up in live Oak. Sometimes he's down in Linda and, uh, you'll dial him up at five, three, zero, seven, four, nine, 32, 42. That's seven, four, nine, 32, 42. And just ask for Cassidy, and they got lots of docs, so they may try to say, "Well, he's busy," but somebody else would just say, "No, no, 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 I need to talk to Doctor Cassidy," and uh, and they say, "Oh, why, why, why?" Just say, "Hey, I, I need some help with addiction." So if 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 they're still they're dragging their feet, just I'm going to give you Cassidy's direct number, and you can text him. Say I'm having problems getting in, and uh, but don't call him, text him. Okay, you can. I'm going to give you my number too. You could call me if you if you want me to help you. But I'm not no I'm not a doc, but I'll help hook you up with a, a the proper uh, care for you. Okay, so here's Dr. Cassidy's number. You can text him if you if the other number doesn't work. Try the other number first, right? If they if they drag their feet because he's because he's got a packed schedule a lot of times, but he always makes room for addicts. Okay, five three zero six eight two. 8648. That's his number. Six eight two eighty six forty eight. So. If for, sometimes he goes on vacation, and and so, but don't worry, I got. I'm giving you my number. You can call me or text me 24 hours a day, and I'm and please leave a message. I will call you right back. I I am on the phone a lot, but but I I got you. I'm not going to call you back a day later. I'm going to call you back. Boom. So my my number is five three zero seven one three eighteen thirty eight seven one three eighteen thirty eight. Right, seven days a week. I've, I've got calls, a lot of calls on the weekend. Not a problem. It's, every day's the same for me. I'm good. Uh, I get a, a joy out of helping people get back on their feet and get free, right? God intended us all to be free and not have things co- control us. So 
Uh, that's that's a lot of different things, but in this case, it's substance abuse. So let's get free, stay free. Okay, so we got lots of things we can offer you, and uh, we really care about it. Dr. Cassidy's been doing this for many many years. He's not a rookie. He knows what's going on, and he can help you with a lot of areas of your life. So uh, you give us a shout out, and uh, so I think that's the group that uh, is helping us uh, stay. Uh, where we can talk about all these things. So I was getting ready to talk to you about, I wanted to mention, to show you, there's just, there's so much evidence of of the complete criminality of this COVID thing. So remember Israel, which I was just shocked. Is I have a huge respect for Israel. I think they're very bright people <clears throat> and they're wonderful people. It's a wonderful land. They've done a wonderful job as a country. Uh, <clears throat> they, they, got hell-bent on vaccinating everybody. It's just like, say what? You didn't figure this out? And guys, Jewish Jewish doctors in the United States saw this, like Zev Zelenko, like Vladimir Zelenko of New York. The guy, I, 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 he was not into the shot ever. So Israel was the first one out of the blocks with just injecting everybody and injecting the multiply, multi, multiplicity of injects, injections. So... So now what do you think has happened? They have the highest infection rates of any country in the world uh, per capita, right? Per capita, okay? And they have used the most draconian measures. In other words, it just doesn't work. None of it works. It's the common cold, and they made up a big deal about it, and, it, and none of their prevention works. It, and and this old excuse, oh, well, we know that if we wouldn't have done this, it would have been a lot worse. They don't have any, no evidence for that. In fact, what they have is lots of evidence that they made it worse. Locking down people is not good for anybody's mental health, nor is it good for anybody's physical health. It damages your immune system to stay in your house all the time. You need to mix it up. To, to not touch people, to not hug people, to not to not uh, uh, to wash your hands incessantly is not healthy. It's not healthy to cover your mouth and nose with with a napkin and breathe and collect dirt in it. I was watching the amazing thing is I was watching Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors. I have a lot of respect for his talent as a coach and leader. I have compassion for his loss when he was a young college student. His dad was assassinated as a professor in, uh, uh, in Lebanon and, uh, that he was raised in the middle East and he was at Arizona university. I think when, when his dad was killed, uh, he is very liberal. Uh, he hated Trump. And to watch him do the post-game interviews after the Warriors games and, and keep with the mask and, and do virtual, virtue signaling, wearing the mask, and, and it falling down around his mouth. And he's trying to talk to reporters, and so his nose is showing. He's breathing in through his nose above the mask. Then it, he pulls it up. Then he puts it down. Then he pulls it up. Then he puts it down. Touch, 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 touch. And you think in any way that that is a healthy, clean mask or that no germs are getting in, you, you know, to have germs collect on that mask around your mouth and nose. I was at, uh, 
uh, Harbor Freight buying some things for the house. And, and the lady wasn't talking to me. She was talking to a bunch of people. We were, we were all bantering, and she was talking to one of her fellow employees and just said, this mask. And I just kept my mouth shut and watched, and they all had to wear a mask, corporate policy probably. And she said, I hate this mask. And she said, it's causing an infection on my skin, a rash on her skin. You know, people, it just, we have given up our brains, our mentality, we have given up our common sense. The average person, you know, it's interesting. Peter McCullough said on the uh, interview with uh, uh, Joe Rogan, he said, it's interesting that nurses are much more insightful on COVID than doctors are. And he said, just a few hundred doctors in the United States actually figured this out and, st- and stood up for what was right. Out of a million, out of a million doctors, only a few hundred. And he said nurses all over the place gave up their profession, just stood up and gave up their profession because they weren't going along with killing people. Isn't that amazing? So Israel uh, is now the number one infected uh, country in the world. And there's a few, uh, obviously, there's, I, I'll have to look here, which the second country, the third country, the fourth. Is there, instead, uh, they're the highest vaccinated country. And they have, uh, you know, and we've got countries that are very poor countries like India that gave, like in one in Uttar Pradesh, they have uh, 260 million people in that uh, state and they had an outbreak of COVID. So they gave every citizen a little packet that had some vitamins and some ivermectin and uh, D3 and, and things like that. And they, I don't know whether they had quercetin or vitamin C or and D, D3, zinc, and they stopped it. Boom. They just stopped it. No, no fancy, no, no, big, no big celebration, no fancy stuff. Uh, so... Uh, Anyway, so it just shows you that around the around the world, and you probably don't know this, but many of the very poor African countries that had didn't have the ability to go out and mass people, tell people stand certain apart, do this, do that, do the other thing. They just lived normal life. They got some COVID. It kind of it they 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 developed herd immunity. They didn't have any deaths. Nothing happened. They just they just moved through. They didn't put anybody on the vent. They didn't put any, put people on rendesivir, right? They just did some of the things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, right? And and it uh, it worked out beautifully. But it's interesting that that they they have the least educated and the least money, the least 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 least, and they had the best results. Isn't that great? So then we have Klaus Schwab, who is part of the uh, global cabal that wants to uh, control everything about our lives, take away all our possessions, that we own nothing, manage our life, tell us where to work, what time to get up, what to do. Uh, we won't own our home, so they'll tell us what kind of uh, dwelling we'll, you know, what kind of state or government dwelling we'll live in. I've lived in some of those dwellings. I went to Moscow right after the fall of Russia, and uh, I lived in a, we rented an apartment to run an operation out of an office. We create an office out of it. Um, and it was one of those concrete, all concrete high rises, very, very, uh, dead looking cold. The, all the, 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 uh, 
temperature of the high rise was controlled by central authorities. So you couldn't, you couldn't get warmer. It was just, it was so cold. We slept with all our clothes on under the covers because <laughs> there was no, they just turned the heat off. And, uh, so, uh, anyway, it's, it's, uh, that's where we're headed with this global control. Klaus Schwab is bragging. He's uh, celebrating, even though this collapse of the Covidian cult, as I call it, uh, it says the World Economic Forum founder and great reset architect Klaus Schwab, he's German, admitted that the NGO is uh, their NGO. That's the World Economic Non-Government Organization, NGO, it's World Economic Forum, is able to steer the global agenda because it has successfully penetrated the cabinets of several world governments. The, the World Economic Forum has for years taken young, young aspiring leaders like Tony Blair's, people from the United States, Gavin Newsom's, and brought them into a school, and they trained them on how to be globalists. And uh, so uh, speaking, says speaking to political commentator, uh, well, I'll skip that. He, let me just give you his quotes. This should get your attention. He says, and I have to say, this is Klaus Schwab, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, that's a- Angela Merkel, the prime minister of Germany, she was, even Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders at the World Economic Forum, said Schwab. But when we are very proud, but what we are really proud of now is the young generation like Prime Minister Trudeau, president of and uh, and presidents of elsewhere like Argentina and so on. So he says we try to penetrate all the cabinets and says, so yesterday I was at the reception for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Schwab said, and I would know that half uh, of his cabinet or even more than half of his cabinet are all actually young global leaders of the world that we trained. And um, he said, yes, it's true even in Argentina and it's true in France now. I mean, Mr. President Emmanuel Macron or Macron uh, is, was one of our young leaders. And uh, so he's proud. And just like George Soros has used the Klaus Schwab technique to take millions of dollars and to fund the campaigns of district attorneys across the country. And we, he was very successful in Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, to undermine the, what they're trying to do is create chaos and instability in America. So one way of that is to empty the jails and prisons and people that should be there because they they active they're active criminals they commit crimes that's what they do for a living, and uh, so these uh, these Soros trained attorneys just like they also trained people from for other areas like doctors like Doctor Joseph Mingla the doctor of death Fong Lu, she was trained by the Soros family, and in in they paid for her education but she they also trained her, propagandized her. And so now we have all these people that have been trained to buy into this global. Uh, we don't want separate nations. We want to have a global cabal of, of top elite people that are the best of the best and no best and have all the money run uh, and manage all the serfs of the world. But they don't want as many as we have right now, like seven and a half million. They'd like to reduce that by seven million and have about a half 
I mean, seven and a half billion, have about a half billion or 500 million people on the earth. They think that's a tidy sum and they can manage them all. And we would get rid of all the troubles on the earth, strife and corruption. And they believe all this utopian stuff that we could control the climate and we control waste and all that stuff much better if we had that so we have klaus schwab and the so what what uh, the soros family has done is is taken these foreign uh, students and they say you know we'll help you financially because like coming from vietnam or india they don't have the money to go to college we will help pay your college but we would like you to come and set in our classes and our training and and this is our world perspective our view of the world so we'd like you to follow that so same thing they do with Klaus Schwab has taken people like Gavin Newsom and other uh, Buttigieg, what is his name, uh, Buddha Gage or whatever. He's the guy that breastfeeds his, his kid, you know, the homosexual dude that's the uh, Department of Transportation. And um, so he was one of the guys young. He's, he's been trained by Klaus Schwab and uh, there's lots of people. And so basically you wonder, you wonder why do these people do the things they do, whether they're liberal or conservative? Many times they owe their soul to the people that funded them, right? You know, the concept about owning your soul, owing your soul to the devil. You made a pact with the devil. And so uh, the people like Klaus Schwab and Soros, they come bidding and they say, hey, 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 we need you to do this or that, Right. And so you find people like the district attorney of Chicago uh, saying that she doesn't find any evidence that Jesse or Juicy Smoulet uh, did anything wrong or that uh, Floyd did anything wrong or that, or on, 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 on. Uh, Trayvon Martin did anything wrong or Ferguson Mike did anything wrong, right? They just, the, 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 the district attorneys are dirty. They're dirty. They're paid to be dirty. And so when you see conservatives that they claim to be conservative, they have an R after the name, but they don't act conservative and they don't take a stand on things like COVID or school board or stuff and stuff. You wonder somebody has something on them. They may not be a pervert. They may not be a pedophile, but somebody has something on them or they owe because they, they got a lot of money or somebody's got undue influence in their life. It's, it's, it's very common. Think about your own life. Who has un, a lot of influence in your life? And so you think, how come that person is a conservative and he won't vote for, he won't stand up for pro-life. He won't stand up against pedophilia. He won't stand up. And, and if, you know, it's, I, I look at like Jim Nielsen and James Gallagher and Doug LaMalfa and different people, they should be leading the charge and they're, and they're wallflowers. They're wallflowers. They do not stand up and, and take the fight. They do not stand up and rally the people. They need to rally the people and, and, and blow the trumpet. All right, we're done. We did six, six segments, and it's, it's over. So uh, Lord willing, we'll be back. But if he ain't willing, the party's over for me. So God bless you. Do something good this week, and um, hang in there. Good night. trees of green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself 
Dark sacred night, and I think to myself. 